Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates, Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, a picture perfect Friday in eastern North Carolina and a great day to talk sports with you here on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show yourself on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in with your question, comment, concern, otherwise on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitter. And be a part of the festivities here on Pirate Radio Live. We're going to have a lot of fun on this Friday. We've got guests to get to, including Brian North, as we talk NCAA tournament. We'll talk... Uh, local sports as well man a ton of eastern north carolina guys and gals in the transfer portal and basketball so we get to follow their recruitment i guess all over again we'll talk about that and more with brian north coming up in about 20 minutes in an hour from now we'll talk to tony dunn from the c3 podcast uh, i didn't talk to tony last week so we have two weeks worth of panthers news to catch up on and man they have added a lot to their roster and uh, also we'll get tony's thoughts on the aggressive trade that they made in fact i think that was made two weeks ago today and it was after tony had been on our show so have not talked to him about the panthers moving up to the number one overall pick we'll talk about the moves uh, one became official today dj chark added to the roster so we'll catch up on all the news and notes who is where after uh, NFL free agency and uh, we got the draft upcoming we got pro day uh, ECU coming up next week too so we'll be covering that trying to uh, hook up with Isaiah Winstead and some other pirates to get their thoughts heading into pro day and what their pro future looks like uh, but Tony will be here talking football in hour two we also got a little more Mike Houston to run from earlier this week from out at the practice fields we'll be out there on saturday so stay tuned to pirate radio on social media we'll have interviews videos pictures all that coming up from spring football 2023 five o'clock morgan aylers will join us we'll talk some hoops and more with morgan mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will let us know what's going on in the golf world as he's got a show coming up on saturday we'll talk to greeny coming up ahead of that on today's edition of pirate radio live i believe that is everything we've got shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt here on a friday wearing their friday's best how we doing fabuloso hello clip how are you i am good i am great are you good with that fantastic yes i am good man what happened uh don't you just hate a hangnail yeah i don't know that i've ever had one what is a hangnail a hangnail is where your nail is coming off and it just kind of right there in the corner of your thumb okay it's kind of hard to disconnect and when when you finally rip it out it just kind of it's very painful very painful so I, you I are playing the through the pain today? Yeah, I'm ba- uh, I'm patched up and ready to go, and uh, so let's have a show. I'm patched up, ready to go. Let's hey, have a show. Let's have a show. <clears throat> all right, sounds good. So. Craig says, I love the Pirate Radio Live team. That is all. Have a great show. 
Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Craig. So we that is a this, great uh, way to start your day. So we that make mean, this compliment show. Friday? Yes. Let's do compliment let's do Friday. It. Let's I'm just weather's nice. We're all gonna be let's all be nice to each other and say what we like about each other rather than criticize, rather than say what we don't like. Let's all be super positive, super upbeat, super happy today and send you off into a fantastic weekend with a smile. I I love that plan. I, I always love a positive, happy plan. All right. Uh, Chandler, first of all, you have done a, an amazing job this week going to Campbell. Your coverage of ECU baseball was fantastic. You did a great live report, uh, great videos while you were there during before, um, not so much after the game, because I guess everybody split immediately after the game, right? Yes. So people were thrown out and split. Yeah. Uh, more on that in just a moment, but want to say I've, um, I've been impressed with your work ethic and the product you've put out this week. Well, I really do appreciate that. That makes me feel really good. Uh, your compliments there. And I just want to say that as always, you do a great job of hosting the show. Uh, you're very quick witted. I think that's the thing that really kind of highlights you and who is clip Brock. You are very quick witted. You're very funny. You make this show, you know, people enjoy this show. They say they enjoy this show. They say they enjoy us. But uh, I think, really, you do a good job of holding us together. Um, when it comes to holding us together, I believe I'm going to say that Shirley. Without Shirley, I don't know what we would be. Uh, probably nothing. Um, but, Clip, you just do a great job of kind of conducting this show and putting us on the right track and making us successful so i want to thank you sir Charlie, i'd like to highlight your consistency uh you show up put on the hard hat clock in and it's just it's like uh you're you're a machine so you know don't get too high don't get too low you come in get the work done and it keeps the operation going smoothly well thank you and i also appreciate your consistency because you show up and you get things done in terms of preparation for the show and uh, you make sure yeah. that all of our guests are lined up and yeah. uh, you make sure that uh, if you need something that uh, I can provide you uh, do a great job of communicating that and you don't <clears throat> wait till the last minute uh, you usually come to me an hour or so ahead of time and say hey look I saw this piece of audio will you get it for me I want to talk about it in the first hour of the show so we get that taken care of and i would like to reiterate what a spectacular job chandler did this week in terms of covering uh the uh the pirates and uh the camels uh in fadville so i think you did a fantastic job this week as well chandler and uh you know even though you're scrappy you're scrappy do yeah i don't mind having you around that was very nice thank you that was very nice <laughs> eric says not trying to poo-poo on brandon's name and we're not poo-pooing anything today this is compliment friday this is a non-poo-poo day this is no there's no poo-poo business here but he said not trying to poo-poo brandon's name that sound win yesterday but chandler was clearly gassed from his historical performance on wednesday night <laughs> thank you eric that is a great excuse that i that did not is, want to use but that yeah. is a great excuse that is an outstanding excuse coming actually. off that performance and you got <laughs> to come right back into work and play name that sound i'm like ezra asar and rj felton trying to shoot free throws at the end of the houston game yeah i mean you're just you're gassed your legs are gone yeah it's just not gonna happen you're you're mentally fatigued yes you know i was just excited to get a few right the uh yesterday so i mean at least i showed some fight right absolutely because thursday's all right for fighting 
That's what Elton told me. Uh, yeah. Elton. He told me. <coughs> That's what Elton Saturday. said. Elton Brand. Uh, oh. He told me that. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Gary. Is he in love? Jerry. Uh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I already forgot. He said it's Jerry. Jerry. With a G, it's, so Jerry. it's Jerry. It's Jerry. Jerry said, thanks, Pirate Radio, for nice radio today. Reminds me of the positivity of the baby son from Teletubbies. Got to say, I've never seen an episode of Teletubbies. The baby son. And I never oh, the, the baby son. son. The baby yes. Yeah. The, the son with the baby face in it. Yeah. We're doing nice radio today. Jerry, thank you. Hope you have a fantastic weekend and not just that week and rest of your life. TJ said, let's get those likes up. Let's do it. Thanks, TJ. Let's do this. Let's like it up on a, on a Friday. I'm in a good mood. We got more great college hoops coming up tonight we got a great weekend to ecu baseball i'll be out there saturday and sunday looking forward to that you going out there tonight chandler i will be out there tonight getting post game uh you will not be seeing apparently josh moylan or cliff goblin because uh, i'm seeing josh moylan um two game suspension wow that's what i read today cliff goblin one game I think uh, if Josh Moylan's here Monday for the Players' Lounge, we should eject him from the segment. But I guess we'll have to do it after it's done. We'll do like a whole segment with him, and then we'll tell him he's got to leave. Okay, I like it. I think we should do a promo video (laughs) where we end the show. and He kind of makes a smirk or says something, and we toss him. And we boot him out of here. Uh, looking forward to catching up with the guys on the Players' Lounge. Hopefully after a winning weekend, Pirates have a bad taste in their mouth after the bats went silent on Wednesday against Campbell. Have them take the mic and drag it across the uh, the table there. Yeah. That's an idea. We'll get the ideas going. I've got an idea for another video regarding replay review. I'm trying to um, gather all my thoughts and get them in order and put together another should be award-winning promo for the players lounge those have been fun yes they had good feedback on those i just like highlighting the players and uh their personalities um we got to get josh grows in something because he is hilarious he's got a great sense of humor yep we got to get him involved in one so uh we'll, we'll think of that all right uh pirate baseball george mason coming up what are we doing softball-wise this weekend? Let me check that they out. They are playing. Uh, they are opening oh, conference play. That's right. That's right. And uh, they will be starting in about uh, 50 minutes from now, 4 o'clock. <clears throat> and uh, they've just released their lineup, so we know uh, who they're um, starting. But uh, Addie Bullis will be on the mound for the Pirates, but they will be starting conference play against South Florida. Big road weekend, big road week as it started with a win Wednesday at UNCW 7-1. to one. Now they've got three on the road at South Florida and then back on the road next Wednesday against North Carolina. That is 8 o'clock on the ACC Network, so you'll be able to see it. How about uh, some midweek late night softball under the lights on TV uh, next week as ECU will be at North Carolina. So that's what's going on in softball. Uh, how about lacrosse? We got any lacrosse this weekend? Yes, they are hosting uh, Mercer. Mercer. I knew they were hosting somebody. Hey, do it with me, guys. L A X. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. It's the new YMCA. Saturday at noon against Mercer, and you can see it at Johnson Stadium. You can watch it on ESPN+. 
Uh, they open up American play next Saturday at home against, and I shouldn't say open up. They uh, opened up with a 7-5 to five win at Old Dominion uh, last week in American play. They open up the home slate of American play next Saturday. Conference game against this school that plays SEC football. Name that school that's in ECU's lacrosse conference. That plays SEC football? Yes. Um, I think there's two options here. Yep. Florida and Florida, Vanderbilt. Vandy is the team they'll be yeah. playing. Conference foe. Yeah, wow. and the only reason I knew that is because they um, at the cor- one of the corners of Johnson Stadium they have the flags of all the teams that are participating with lacrosse, and sorry, um, and uh, it's uh, it had a Florida flag and a Vanderbilt flag, and I remember that from doing PA. Like, what are these flags doing here? Yeah, because I was like, why is that there? I actually <laughs> did ask. And they told me it's because they're only in our conference for lacrosse. Somebody make a mistake? What's going on here? Uh, Chad says, you guys are noise. Super noise. It was noise of Clip to introduce me to Swarm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be telling people to watch that show. It is nuts. It is tough. Wait, who who said that, by that the way? That was Chad Moore. Yeah, he, he tweeted out that he's like, I have no idea what I just watched. Yeah, it's a little disturbing. I don't know if I recommend it, but I want people to see it so I can talk about it with them. Um, by the way, Chad, not to put you on blast, but um, I spoke to one of your family members last Thursday, and they told me, I know this is nice day and I shouldn't be spreading rumors, but I'm just going to tell you and everybody what this person told me. He said, your plan for that Thursday was to get together with your buddies and drink from tip-off of the first tournament game and continue on until all the games were over. And I'm just curious if you accomplished uh, your goal of doing that last Thursday. Because that uh, that's a young man's game there. That is a uh, marathon for yeah. sure. I mean, I'm sure I've done that in past tournaments. I think I did it last year. You did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not this year? No. Nah. All right. You've been working too much to party. Yeah, I had some work stuff having to go on last week. Yeah, you, you don't have much of a personal life anymore. I wouldn't say that. Oh, really? Been on any hot dates lately? <laughs> sorry. That was not Shirley. That was a legit question. I mean, sorry. Not necessarily, sorry. but I've, I've got friends. I've got family. I hang out with people. I go out and socialize. Okay. This is I not... Mean, uh, uh, I'm not being antagonistic. I was legitimately it asking. It seems like you are, especially the lo- guys. It's nice Friday. I know it is very nice Friday, and I I would love to find a young lady for you to fraternize with. What a lucky gal that would be! I, I'm serious. I've said it. I think you'd be a great uh, life partner. Thank you. Yeah. All right. There you that, go. That's very nice. He's car- he's carrying the uh, the nice Friday vibes. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, last night, about last night, um, I will apologize for overhyping one game, and then I will say you're welcome for giving the right amount of hype to another game. Arkansas UConn was over from the start, and that was very surprising to me. 
Chandler, you texted and said, "Is did Arkansas run out of gas, or is UConn that good?" I mean, obviously, probably both, but I think UConn's that good. You you responded, "I think UConn is just that good." They, they were like the team to beat. They were number time. one in the nation earlier this year. Then they went on a losing streak. They've got, you know, pretty good guards, but Sonogo inside is a difference maker. And I am fascinated to see Sonogo, Timmy, how that give and take is. Can Timmy work his offensive magic against Sonogo? And I think Sonogo can score on Timmy. So that is a huge matchup in the upcoming Gonzaga-UConn game tomorrow night. Uh, but UConn just rolled Arkansas, had no problem at all with them. Tristan Newton obviously chipping in with Danny Hurley's guys. In the nightcap, UCLA and Gonzaga do what they do. They just play classic tournament games. It was 2006, can't believe it was that long ago, where Gonzaga was trying to break through. Mark Few, you know, get to the Final Four, win his first title, Adam Morrison, this is the team that's going to do it. They blow a lead. They blow it down the stretch. Two late turnovers, and UCLA wins it and uh, and goes and advances. And Adam Morrison cries his eyes out. Yep, he cries on the court, beats the hardwood, and then becomes a Charlotte Bobcats legend. And now he's doing radio broadcasts for Gonzaga. They showed him last night. And he's on commercials singing One Shining Moment. Um, and then a couple years ago, you had the Suggs uh buzzer beater to beat ucla so what do they do for round three they play another one that goes down to the wire both teams looked like they were going to win at certain points in the game both teams had double digit leads in this game and it comes down to the end it came down to drew timmy missing two free throws which was shocking the moment never seems too big for him i don't know if he was gassed or what I don't think the bright lights got to him because, again, he's been on such a big stage and he was great last night. But, man, missed two free throws late. UCLA comes down, hits a go-ahead three with 12 seconds left. But then Gonzaga runs up, runs the Jay Wright play, as they called it, uh, the play that Villanova used to beat North Carolina in the championship years ago. And Gonzaga hits the three, goes up by two, or goes up by one, and then they uh, are able to win it. Tiger Campbell has the ball taken away. UCLA drew up a great play at the end of the game. Ball is caught at half court, give it to Campbell. Kind of the pacer, they called it, when Bryce Drew hit the game winner in the tournament for Valpo against Ole Miss. And Campbell had a good look, missed the shot. So Gonzaga survives and moves on. And Gonzaga, UConn is going to be awesome tomorrow night. Yeah, I can't wait. Timmy was just unstoppable last night. And both teams seem to be getting down the court and scoring quick as well. Um, So I think the matchup we'll see tomorrow night between Gonzaga and UConn is going to be one to watch. And uh, um, can Gonzaga finally break through? Can they get to the championship game and not only get to the championship game, can they win it all? Hopefully, in my case, because I have them winning it all in my bracket. So i got a lot of uh, great basketball coming up this weekend including tonight as well uh yeah look at tonight's slate but first how about fau advancing to the elite eight how cool is that yeah i mean what about a story as chan man would say they are now 34 and 3 on the year 
62-55 over Tennessee, and they uh, suffered a deficit. They were down at halftime, got up, and really never looked back. Tennessee could not make a run at the end of that game. So credit to FAU. They can win scoring a lot of points, high flying. They showed they could win kind of a defensive struggle last night, scoring just 62, but that was enough to beat Tennessee, who does go into offensive funks at times. Uh, So they advance uh, to take on kansas state (laughs) and i talked about this guy last week i had him against kentucky and marquise noel was amazing scoring the basketball really fun guard celebrations borderline taunting just the worth the worth the price of admission if if sports is about entertainment he and that team is very entertaining what do they do for an encore last night he has 20 points, 19 assists. That's a uh, that's a um, record now. NCAA single-game record. And they beat Michigan State 98-93 in overtime. And these were not cheap assists. These were all... Highlight reels. Every one of them. He's drawing a double team. He's making a no-look pass. He's making the smart bounce pass, fundamentals, whatever. Or throwing a stripe, like inside under the basket. Yeah. The play where he's looking at his coach and throws a basically a no look alley oop for a reverse dunk. I mean, this team. Oh my gosh! So much fun. And the the play itself is just ridiculous, remarkable. It's a highlight we will see for years to come now, um, especially in Sweet Sixteen highlights. But when they showed the uh, the slow motion of Noel coming up the court and arguing with the head coach for Kansas State. <laughs> and quote-unquote arguing. And you kind of see Kansas State's head coach go, all right, go for it. And he just tosses it up right where the ball needed to be. Oh, it was perfect. The guy was in mid-turnaround and you know, and hits the reverse dunk. It was just unbelievable. And uh, I, I had to go back and, and watch some Noel highlights from previous games and previous years. This guy is literally going to catch my attention the rest of the way. I, I mean – if Kansas State's going to be playing, I'm going to have to try to find to get in front of a TV to watch this guy play because he is very consistent in the skills that he has and the performances that he's put on here in the tournament. I love the story that he is a New York point guard, went to school at Arkansas Little Rock, transfers to Manhattan, uh, Kansas State, yeah. and is now playing in the garden where you got to imagine he dreamed about growing up as a kid and I love these stories in March. He is awesome, and that K-State FAU game should be a lot of fun. Looking at tonight's action, our coverage will begin 6 o'clock here on Pirate Radio. First game, can San Diego State do it again? They they tend to muck it up, make games a little boring. They can score, but they're known for their defense and just kind of suffocating teams. Well, they'll have a challenge tonight because they take on Alabama – and Bama is a seven-point favorite in that game. You've still got some heavyweights in this tournament. And by the end of it, it could be all heavyweights. We'll see in the you know at the end of this thing. Either Kansas State or FAU will crash the Final Four party. But still, Kansas State's really good. That, that Big 12 was awesome all year. But you've got Alabama playing tonight against San Diego State. Houston, 33-3, will take on Miami. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And you know we love the U around here. I Isaiah Wong is a tremendous player. Uh, Pack and those guards from Miami. 
Jeff Nadeau said yesterday they might have the best big man in the game as well. So, you know, I'm going to ride with uh, with the U tonight. Um, I like Houston to win. I'll take Miami uh, to cover the points. Uh, I don't know. Is the, the slipper about to slip off of Princeton? They dominated Missouri. I wasn't even close. Oh, that was like, yeah. They watched that last two minutes run down with ease, without any pressure. They blew them out. And now they take on a uh, an impressive Creighton team, Creighton a 10-point favorite tonight. That's a 9-ish o'clock tip-off time. And then uh, around 10 o'clock, it'll be Xavier in Texas. That should be a lot of fun. That total is 147.5. I could see that one being a uh, kind of a Michigan State, Kansas State-type game tonight. Should be a, a good one with the Musketeers and the Longhorns. So another great night of hoops tonight. Chandler, what's your... Uh, favorite pick or two for tonight man i don't want to sound like a fanboy but throw it up the u give me the u it's all about plus seven and a half to me i think this is easy money and i thought i might be saying that i don't say that well look you asked for my you asked a question i did want to answer i did give me the u i like the u tonight Plus seven and a half against Houston. Yeah, I don't know. See, last night I didn't take Arkansas. I took the under. And by the way, I was way off on that. They almost hit the total like at the first half. But I kind of knew when to get off the the must bus. I felt like UConn was coming on and I didn't want to, to stand in the way of that. But tonight... It's kind of like, you know, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I'm not quite ready to fold Miami yet. I'm ready to play play another hand. Let's play, play on. Let's play one more hand. Yeah, I mean, especially I mean, with all them points, like you said, they can still lose. Yeah, and they can be down by double money, digits. Guys, when I said easy money, I'm not saying Miami's going to win this thing and win big. Hell, they might lose. They could lose. They probably will lose. They could lose. They can be down double digits. Wong hits a three with three seconds left. Boom! That's a cover. Bingo. 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 I mean, that's, Boingo. That's simple, folks. Yeah. It's not that simple, but it is. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Dog day afternoon. Both dogs in the early games. The Aztecs nervous about that, mm. uh, and nervous about Miami too. But you gotta think one of those games is gonna be close, right? We can't have two like blowouts. Don't have two of the Arkansas games from last night. I know. Like uh, if that's give me case, at least one close yeah. one. If we have two of the Arkansas games, like. Uh, if we have two games like the Arkansas game last night, then that's just going to be miserable because yeah. that was a beatdown. But I think we'll we'll see at least a game or two that will go down to the wire, a lot like Gonzaga and uh, UCLA last night. Destry is not a fan of Compliment Friday. He says, knock it off. We want more drama, tension, and controversy. I promise there will be more of that in the future. I, see, I don't like that. You don't like what? I don't like controversy yeah i don't like people not getting along yeah i I usually avoid that too which is kind of probably surprising to hear me say that because i am an instigator (laughs) that you are and an agitator yeah but and this is kind of a cop-out this is probably what instigators and agitators and a-holes say i do it out of humor and love I roast you That's out of love. That's such a cliche for an instigator. I know. Like, it, I, even when I say it, it sounds bad. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. But it's true. 
That's what all instigators say. <laughs> That's yeah, You're right. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Brian North will join us. We'll continue the hoops talk. And more. Tony Dunn going to join us. We got Free Beer Friday on the way as well, folks, as we will make you a winner. Some Bud Light Apple uh, on the way on a Free Beer Friday. I'll get that in studio so you can see it on the YouTube and Facebook side. If you're watching, give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, a share. You know, give something back to us, and we will give you a fun three-hour program. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. If you're doing a feel-good free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, you gotta have a little beach music, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try this. This is an experiment to see so, if we get booted off. Yeah, we're we're gonna try and see if we can sneak this by. Chandler's gonna be shagging by hour three. Yeah, probably got, so. Got his dancing shoes on. <laughs> You know, life is too short. <laughs> <laughs> it's like karaoke Friday over here. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Puts you in a good mood. Puts you in a very good mood. Um, I saw a promoted tweet when I just opened up Twitter, and it said, "How to entirely empty your bowels every morning." Should I click on that? <laughs> no, I double click on it. I think it would lead to a feel good Friday. But uh, it might make you feel better, but I just think the details within you, said tweet might be a little TMI. Have you been to gutcleansedprotocol.com No. In your life? All right. No, I don't think, in, and I don't think you should either. All right, I'm not going to click on it. I'm going to take y'all's advice. To, to me, that sounds like something. Speaking of tweets, I saw one earlier today, and I didn't realize it, but then it popped up on TMZ of all places. How about a uh, in the NCAA tournament on the women's side, uh, Memphis lost to Bowling Green, and apparently one of the players for Memphis mm-hmm. got into an argument with a Bowling Green player. So when they went at the end of the game, they went through on the handshake line, and she sucker punched her, and now she's being charged with assault. Oh. Assault. So uh, now it turns out that this Memphis player is a senior, so this is technically her last game. But is she twenty six, like the Williams guy from Memphis guys. Team? Uh, well, apparently she has some. Uh, the the Bowling Green player had some swelling, I think, in the face. I think she got hit in the face. But uh, there is video on Twitter of it, and uh, it just kind of shocked me because you know I've seen some 
some you know arguments that take place you know there's trash talking on the court we've seen we've we all saw it uh louisville versus texas yeah i mean there's a lot of trash talk on the on the court and whatnot and i've seen some 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 brawls that break out on the court but i've never seen one going through on a handshake line that wnit pretty intense yeah who knew yeah oh was it the wnit yeah. I, I missed that i didn't catch that part i thought it was the ncaa tournament no they are uh they're fighting for that nit title literally yeah. uh joe davis talking about k-state coach jerome tang great name by the way mr. Tang. tang call me mr tang said don't forget jerome tang really wanted the ecu job in the last couple of years but could not get a call back from the ad well, I can't forget something I never knew to start with, and I uh, did not know that. That is according to Joe Davis on Facebook. Interesting. Instead, he's winning with a, another purple team. Uh, planning to hook up, if he's not out recruiting on the road, with Mike Schwartz on Tuesday. If we can't get him Tuesday, we will get him at some point. But planning to hook up with Coach Schwartz next week and talking some pirate hoops let's talk some hoops now and more with brian north who joins us on the pirate radio live line here on a feel good free beer give Friday. me just a second because i'm having a little technical difficulty oh, all right so we gotta give hook up with me north one second in just a moment uh we will talk to brian uh at some point during the show we'll have an ecu lineup we'll see look, what does the lineup look like today without josh moylan and after just uh one run scored on Wednesday. We'll see if there's any shakeups with Cliff Godwin's lineup. We'll uh, check in on that probably in the third hour of today's show. Right now, we will indeed head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Brian North, ready to go, joining us. North, how you doing today, man? Doing fine. Uh, celebrating summer in North Carolina today. So, been an interesting week, but yep, summer is here. Yeah, keep those uh, hoodies and tank tops ready at all times uh, here in eastern North Carolina. A beautiful day today great day for baseball got pirates and george mason going at it want to talk some hoops with you brian because i always say you uh you you always find that local angle and i got a text from you last week saying that one of those nerds uh that is dominating in march madness with princeton uh they have a member of uh, a player on the team who is from eastern north carolina right yeah vernon collins uh used to play at west craven now he transferred out after I think his sophomore year. Um, you know they were looking. He was tall kid, gangly, kind of getting his coordination together. Would have moments of brilliance, but I think the family wanted to try and up his visibility level, so that he went to uh, Greensboro uh, Day School, and then now he is a member of the Princeton Tigers. He's a true freshman. He has only played in six games, so he hasn't played a whole lot, but still, it's it's got my attention and uh even though he's not gonna play just like uh kent gilbert the dh conley stud for tennessee doesn't get to play but it's still a it's still a cool reason to make you kind of watch it be interested when you don't have much interest at all in anything else about it yeah princeton already a rooting interest because we love the underdog but now you got that local angle as well they took a 10 12 point lead against missouri about halfway through the first half 
and never looked back. He kind of waited on that Missouri run. It just never came. So they dominated the Tiger. They might have the most impressive tournament resume right now when you look at wins over Arizona and Missouri. We'll see what they can do against Creighton tonight. Uh, Alabama-San Diego State get things going at 6.30. Miami and Houston, 7.15. Princeton-Creighton and Xavier, uh, Xavier, Texas are the night games coming up tonight. Sweet 16 action. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Brian, have you found uh, any kind of rooting interest, uh, anything you're keeping uh, an eye on for this tournament? No, outside of the, the Eastern North Carolina guys, no, I, Kelvin Sampson's always fascinating with yeah. his career being a North Carolina guy himself and the, the Lumbee tribe and the, and the issues he's had, he's had in his coaching career. And anybody you talk to says he's such a brilliant coach and a great player's coach. A lot of his issues have been you know, recruiting issues or, or um, I guess you could take the angle caring for his kids' violations. But um, I'm always – and, of course, he's in the AAC now with Houston, and there's that connection with ECU. So I'm curious how far they can go. And Houston has been so snake bit in their lives with going back to the Elvin Hayes days when they meet up with Kareem and couldn't get by them, and then the Akeem Olajuwon days meeting up with NC State, and then Patrick Ewing and Georgetown never being able to kind of get over that hump. I kind of find Houston an intriguing team to, to keep an eye on this year. And they will take on uh, the last man standing for the ACC, and uh, deservedly so. Miami had a great regular season. You think back, because Chandler and I, a few years ago, uh, it was the Tuesday of the ACC tournament afternoon basketball, and we were like, man, we need to pick a team to ride. Uh, let's, let's take Miami today. And they went on a little run in that tournament, but they were really bad that year. They were like the 12th seed in the ACC or whatever. Yeah. So Jim Laranega's got them playing great. He's got those those great guards with Wong and Pack, and uh, that will be the challenge for Houston tonight. Should be a fascinating matchup. Some really great guard play coming up in that game tonight. Imagine if Jim Laranega becomes the man who gets George Mason and Miami. And yeah. Final fours in his career. That's uh, that's automatic Hall of Fame right there. If you can do that, and it's interesting too, Brian, because as you know, I mean, it's not like he was an up and comer when he got George Mason that far. Like he was already older in life, older in his college basketball career. So yeah. uh, you see a lot of these young up-and-comers like the, the Tobin Anderson with Fairleigh Dickinson. Now he gets to go to Iona. And uh, you see Ryan Odom with uh, UMBC now uh, coaching, I believe, at Utah State, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Laranega, you know, he, he had been around for a while. And uh, it was great to see him kind of make that jump and still getting it done. Great college basketball coach. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was an assistant under Terry Holland at UVA for many years. Yeah. And kind of uh, really got to start there and then goes to George Mason. Stayed there a long time. You're right. When I was back at JMU and, and, and working in Harrisonburg, and that was 20-something years ago, he was an old guy then at George Mason. So uh, it's certainly been interesting to watch his career, and, and he's been very patient, and it's paid off for the most part. He's had a really nice career, and I think he's pretty well thought of in the coaching industry. And uh, second chance stories. You talked about Kelvin Sampson. How about Sean Miller uh, at Xavier and uh, somewhat of a local angle, I guess, with Archie uh, playing at State. And uh, Miller, uh, you know, spent some time in Raleigh as well, and he's got his Musketeers now looking to advance to the Elite Eight if they can get by Texas, who has their own coaching, uh, you know, uh, story they can tell this year with Chris Beard and uh, what they've been able to do without Chris Beard. So uh, you don't have to look far for stories uh, when it comes to these teams, these coaches. No, you just have to do it. I mean, that's the hard part about it is sometimes you have to actually do a little work and do a little research to, to find the great stories instead of uh, 
you know, having them been thrown at you easily by ESPN through the years. But no, it's fun. Look, uh, Sean Miller, I watched Sean Miller play at Pitt when uh, the 1991 Sugar Bowl tournament when JMU uh, played them. And um, let's see, Irvin Johnson was playing for New Orleans at that time. Oh, yeah, a big man, Irvin Johnson, right? Not guard, Irvin Johnson. Yep, he played for the New Orleans Privateers. Yeah. And that was the tournament. I was working for uh, JMU at the time, their videographer, and um, I was on the road trip by myself, and Lester Giselle was the coach of the, the Dukes, and we were walking through the Superdome, and all of a sudden Dick Vitale showed up. And so I got Dick Vitale and uh, Lester Giselle to do an impromptu uh banter back and forth with each other for five <laughs> minutes that became TV gold at the time, yeah. the old home team sports days. But So when you say these names, it just jogs the old man's memory back to uh, when he was much younger, thinner, and had a lot more hair. But um, all those names mean something to somebody down the line, and so when you say those in this year's tournament here, how many, you know, 30 years later, it's still kind of cool that, uh, that you have those memories. Yeah. You really you get these rooting interests. I love that stuff, man. I love this time of year. It uh, It brings me back to you know, my dad getting me out of school early to watch tournament games. And uh, you, you just think back to the the great buzzer beaters, the great stories, the great teams, the, the great individual runs from players. And we're yeah. seeing that now with um, Marquise Noel and what he's doing at Kansas State. And, of course, Drew Timmy uh, still getting it done in the NCAA tournament. This is his old stomping grounds now. He was awesome last night. So love the uh, the individual stories, too. And these are the memories that, you know, even the younger generation now, these are the memories for a lifetime. We still associate a lot of people with that one moment in NCAA history, whether it was uh, Bryce Drew, yeah. his three-pointer, or even like Princeton or Tyus Edney, I remember, for UCLA with his buzzer beater, and, and Pete Carrill in Princeton back <laughs> when they made their first wave. James Forrest with Georgia Tech uh, after the long baseball pass to hit a game winner. Yeah, yeah, so he's just... You know, those little moments in time that stand out. And so, yeah, these are when legends are made. It's that, that old song that uh, was part of the ECU uh, hype video there a year or two ago when they were talking about all their, their um, veterans in the NFL. It's when legends are made, and, and it's true. It, it sticks with you through all these years. Talking to Brian North, we're waiting for that legendary moment to happen with ECU men's basketball. We did get to see the women go to the tournament. North had Kim McNeil on the show yesterday. She is ready to keep this train rolling along not uh, just have this be a, a fluke type season uh, or a one-off and uh, i really think she can keep it rolling but kind of saw the i guess the levels there are in women's college basketball there's been a few upsets i uh, saw top seed indiana go down the other night she said what you won't see in the women's game is a 16 beat a one she just said she she didn't think it would happen um it, it is a lot rare to see upsets on the women's side and the men's side but man it was a lot of fun to see kim mcneil's team win the aac and at least get a shot at it they ran up against a buzzsaw against texas who then they scored too many against ecu they need to save some points they got waxed by louisville the next game you know, it's, it's matchups, right? When I was watching the ECU women, they just they didn't have any answer for the size that Texas had, but that size sometimes is slow, and that goes against Louisville's game. It gets up and down the court, so it's just styles make fights on those deals. And there is still those discrepancies that you can find in the women's game, right? You have the, the haves and the have-nots, and, and they haven't been affected as much yet by the transfer portal, although we had some real interesting news yesterday. North Carolina losing our Jacksonville alum, Kennedy Todd Williams. And this is one of those rare deals where she started every game, was like the second leading scorer on the team. This was her dream school to go to, yet she's 
two and done there and is going somewhere else. Hmm. No one can figure out why unless you start looking into is there NIL money that's being thrown at some of the best women's players now from some of those programs that can't afford it. And there is that bigger discrepancy in women's sports. So does that gap grow bigger now because there's less money, but it goes to those basic 10 schools, right? So it's just something to keep an eye on when you're when you're talking about the women's game and, and uh, they don't, haven't had the impact of NIL or transfer portal as much yet, but is it going to get there? So um, it's interesting that Coach McNeil talked about the, the discrepancy between the haves and have-nots and why a 16 won't be a one because it's too, too much of a gap. But uh, does it become worse now with the problems or, or will it even it out a little bit? I'm curious to see. Brian, speaking of Eastern North Carolina transfers, uh, you've got Damian Dunn uh, leaving Temple, Dontres Styles. So you, you followed all these guys when they're making their college choices a few years ago. Now you get to follow it all over again, I guess, if you want to. Uh, and, you know, the hope for Pirate fans uh, is you're able to bring some of these guys home, at least one of Justin Wright uh, transferring from North Carolina Central, who was a great Farmville Central basketball player. So <laughs> I, do it all over again, Brian. Break out the table and the hats. Let's uh, let's let's do another recruiting video with these guys, another commit video. You're right. And most of them should have ended up at ECU anyway. You know, Damian Dunn wanted to play there. Uh, Justin Wright wanted to play there. you got another kid, Isaac Parson, that's at Winston-Salem State, did really well. I know he's been interested in transferring. He's a guy that wanted to go to ECU. Don Trez did not. But that doesn't mean all those Kingston and Farmville guys don't all get together in one room and say, let's go somewhere. Chances are, with the success Dunn had and Justin Wright has had yeah. and Don Trez Styles' potential, they're probably all upgrading to bigger programs where they can, um, for Don Trez, get more playing time and show his his talents. And for the other guys, it's increasing their visibility and, and any any sort of pro basketball potential. So, well, I'd love for them all to, to get together and say, let's go to ECU and make that program legendary. Uh, chances are they're probably all going to go to programs that maybe are already a little more established. Yeah, Tristan Newton went that route and is now on an Elite Eight team uh, with the UConn, and he's been playing great in this tournament. They look like they uh, are a force and uh, are certainly uh, one of the favorites to win it now. We'll see what happens with Alabama and Houston tonight. But, man, they put it on Arkansas last night, and Tristan Newton's been a big part of that. Yeah, and Jalen Gardner, of course, went to UVA and had another great year this year. And so there are some examples of those good ECU players who went for that upgrade status. And so, and now you wonder about this year's team, you know, losing the, the guard that they had to the transfer portal uh, that had a good season. And so uh, that that's the worry. You almost have to recruit your guys not only yearly but monthly now when it comes to the transfer portal and the ease of, easeability that the guys are able to move if they're not happy or the grass being greener on the other side of the fence. I really think the two things we need to watch here are player agents who are, I really believe, behind a lot of this movement. They're talking to people behind the scenes so the players don't have to and are getting some backdoor deals done, probably monetary value going with it. And that's why I think you're seeing some of these players move. I know it happened with some players on the ECU football team. So, um, you know, uh, as a coach, Michael Schwartz is going to have to work extra hard not only to, to recruit the guys but keep his recruits, and that probably includes, and I know coaches aren't supposed to work the NIL deals, but as a head coach you have to find ways to keep your players happy now. Yeah. So it's a whole interesting part of the deal. Brian, heard anything on uh, Eastern North Carolina product, Jackson Ell- Ellingsworth, and his transfer, what he's trying to do, uh, as it was announced this week, he would be leaving ECU. Yeah. 
haven't heard where. I know he was very unhappy. There was talk he was going to get a chance, and he's shown in the past. And some people I talked to close to the program were surprised he did not get more playing time this year. Did it have to do with not being on scholarship? But they really thought that uh, he would get worked into the rotation a little bit more. It didn't happen. And, look, guys want to play, right? He's been a star his whole life, and now you go somewhere and barely play. Uh, there's a lot of ego involved in that. And, again, we go back to these people who surround the players, whether it's family, friends, uh, talking to them, getting in their ear, telling them how good they are, they shouldn't settle for this, let me find you a better deal, and then lining that up. But I have not heard where he's going to go yet. Um, I think that's one of those, uh, you know, did he jump the gun a year too early? I'm not sure, but uh, he can easily find a spot in Division Two. I don't think there'll be any problem finding a D2 program for him. Can he find a D1 program where he still wants to go and he still gets – um, a lot of those things that go with that. We'll have to see. But no, uh, I'll start making some text on that and uh, and let you know what I hear. Yeah, and Brian, it's, man, it, it's got to be tough for these coaches, too, when you, in the past, you could have said, you know, hey, you're, you're our guy. You're going to get a lot of playing time. And then after year one, say, well, you know, this is your year coming up this year. But with the transfer rules, the, the players don't have to hear that. They can just head on out right now. So every coach, uh, it, it's got to be pretty rare for a coach to recruit a guy and say, you're not going to play. Enjoy sitting on the bench this year. So they're telling all these uh, these great things that the players want to hear. And then when it doesn't happen, uh, it's pretty easy for you to, to split town. Imagine being a parent. You know, when you're a parent, you're always told, you don't want to be your kid's friend. You want to, you know, tough love and get them to where they need to be and make good choices in life. Well, imagine if your kid could just enter the parent. Train, right? <laughs> you, you yell at them one day and they're like, I'm out. I'm going over to Philly's. I'm going to go play with Philly's team now. And so that's kind of what it is. Coaches used to be those parental figures. Tough yeah. love, make, make the players kind of gut through it. I mean, transferring was a penalty. You had to sit out. You couldn't go to other schools. And so you just had to gut through things. It's what us old people like to call getting through life, right, and uh, learning uh, how tough you are and that you can go through that. It's not that case anymore. You can go find instant satisfaction. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to tell you you're pretty and that you don't have to go to bed at 9 o'clock. And so that's kind of where these coaches are having to adjust their styles now. Yes, you can recruit and lie and get them there and not have to follow through. Now they either have to follow through or they just have to make it a part of you know, already start recruiting somebody else when you know halfway through the season the kid is not happy and is going to be leaving. Yeah, I mean, we're all looking for somebody to tell us we're pretty, Brian. And uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm the meaning clip. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time. Uh, Brian, we'll uh, talk some Panthers with Tony Dunn, C3 podcast coming up. But uh, how about the aggressive Carolina Panthers this offseason? They've got a lot of weapons added to the arsenal. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark most recently, uh, Miles Sanders, also uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Uh, they still need to draft a quarterback that's going to get them uh, the, the football. But, man, David Tepper uh, bringing in a new coach, a lot of new pieces here. And it looks like they are ready to try to make a run in a very winnable NFC South. I mean, we talked about it this time last year, right, Brian? You were down on the Bucks, And uh, and now this is exactly what I knew would happen with the Bucks. They went old. Uh, they won their Super Bowl, uh, so they got one out of it, and now they're going to be bad for a few years, probably. When uh, when you got the Falcons signing uh, your ODU quarterback and, and, and oh yeah Heineke Heineke, and then you've got uh, the Saints signing uh, what's his name Carr, uh, yeah Carr, uh, and they're already considered the two best quarterbacks in the in the division. That's not good. 
So, uh, still winnable the division. The thing with the Panthers that scares me, like, this is all too good to be true. They're getting all these guys with good resumes, and they're spending a ton of money to do it. <laughs> yeah. Which means rubbing against it against the cat. But the reason is they can get a quarterback on a rookie contract. So right now they can afford it for about a three- to four-year window or however long that rookie contract runs. But the, I, I feel like we've been here before in sports, right? A team loads up on all these free agents. It just seems like it's a perfect mix, and it's too good to be true. It turns out it's too good to be true because, you know, they're older. A lot of these guys, like Adam Thielen's probably on the downside of his career. Uh, you start looking at some of these guys, and they get injured. And so I just wonder how it's going to work out. In football, you always have to kind of stay ahead of it. You, you, it. It's not good to give the guy the big contract who's already had his best year. It's better to draft and you get the undrafted free agents or the uh, free agents who have not busted out yet. You're always trying to get guys on the upside, not the downside. So I, I do have caution with the Panthers, especially with a rookie quarterback, because rookie quarterbacks never make it to the Super Bowl. But if you're a Panthers fan, ride it now, because this has never been done in the the uh, almost 30-year history of this franchise where they are loading up on on name-brand free agents. Brian North joining us, talking sports. North, uh, what you got planned for the weekend? We got birthdays. We got uh, you get to eat any free food at an event. What do you got going on? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't thought about the weekend. It's been such a long week. Uh, um, probably watching some basketball. Uh, you know, we, This is my favorite basketball weekend, and I always love the first weekend with all the upsets, but this is the better basketball right now, right, when you get down to the Elite Eight. and So I'll try and sneak in some hoops on that. And um, outside of that, man, just enjoying summer, spring, winter, whichever North Carolina weather, uh, weather throws at us. I stopped by a really cool old antique store. Did you ever hear about the Haywoods uh, Country Store in Havelock where they used to have the kicking machine? That might be a little Nah, not familiar. Yeah, well, check out my Facebook post. Okay. Uh, they're getting ready to tear that building down for the interstate. There's a whole bunch of craziness happening with it. There's ghosts in the building. There's a whole <laughs> gas tank underneath the road that's been that way for like 60 years, and the gas is still good. There's all, I mean, there's, and there's an antique shop there. They're selling everything for 50% off. I just got a bunch of stuff for like seven bucks. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, kind of where I'm at. My I like it. All right. I'll check that out. Brian North joining us. On the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, have an awesome weekend. Thanks for talking sports with us, man, and we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back. Uh, we got to get another break in, so we'll do a very quick segment when we return. And that segment will include some very immature humor. If you are into immature humor, you will enjoy what we play for you that I saw online Bathroom when we returned. Bathroom humor, so to speak. Bathroom humor. Maybe not for everybody. No. If you have young kids in the car, you might want to turn your radio down. <laughs> Just for the next, like, six minutes. Listen to our great commercial break. Uh, but we'll be back with that. And then Hour 2, Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, all ahead. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, we're off a break, so we got to do a quick segment here and talk to Tony Dunn uh, next segment, hour three. I will introduce him. Hello, Tony. Hello. You watched any of the tournament at all? Not a bit. That is crazy. I think I've watched every game. Really? Yeah. That's insane. If you need to know about a game, just ask me, and I'll let you know. Did Tennessee win last night? They did not. Okay. Lost to FAU. The Owls oh, wow. are rolling on to the Elite Eight. And did you know, Tony, FAU will be in ECU's conference next year? Aren't they the team that uh, like got a new coach just like three months ago or something like that? And no. Who was the team that won, that made it into the tournament, and they didn't win their conference championship? Oh, uh, that was Fairleigh Dickinson. Okay. Tobin Anderson, who's already got a new job now. Uh, he is nice. now the head coach at Iona. Nice. So you got to use your 15 minutes of fame to your advantage. Um, all right. So quick segment here. I do want to say I did see Stephen Igo tweet out that Josh Moylan um, will be out tonight, uh, as well as Cliff Godwin, as a, re- a result of being ejected after the conclusion of Wednesday night's game against Campbell. And he says the rule book says Moylan will have to sit out Saturday as well. So two games for Josh Moylan arguing uh, balls and strikes at the end of that Campbell game. Um, so I wanted to pass that along. ECU George Mason going on this weekend. I hate to do this, but I got to get uh, political for a second. I don't like to mm. talk politics, Tony, but it is part of the world. It's very important. And I just want to get a check-in on what's going on down in Florida with uh, <laughs> with Florida politics right now. And uh, this is... This would be the moment if you have young children in the car to turn down your radios. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just people's... <laughs> this I mean, is not true. What do you mean it's not true? It can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just check in. Let's do a live check-in, see what's going on down in Florida uh with their politics as a state representative is on the mic uh sir take it away waves in opposition anita dick is an opponent waves in opposition holden hiscock is also an opponent waves in all right so i just wanted to get a quick check in down in florida and uh what's going on this can't be with real. our government it's gotta be a sketch i mean you well, say down to tony down in florida <laughs> <laughs> you say the first name you're like all right one slip through the cracks right. <laughs> once you go with holden's name well, the best back. part about it is is in the video when he reads out the first name he literally looks up freezes well do you see the female beside him she gets she laughs and covers her mouth <laughs> yeah and then he just continues on and then he goes with the second name the second name is uh, and he acts like either he didn't get it or he was just pretending he didn't get it just, just not to give whoever it is the satisfaction he's kind of got the adam gay eyes going to... he's looking around like why is everybody giggling what is so funny <laughs> this is serious government business here in the state of florida uh mrs dick and his cock where are you hit the hit it one more time 
Hit it, Shirley, one more time. She's dead. Hit it, Shirley, one more time. Oh, Shirley, Shirley. You're done? You're done. You're not going to hit it one more time. The guy's face, you're right. You should watch the video and not just settle on the audio. Because we're watching it on silent, and this is... But this is uh this is our government, man. This is serious matters. Oh my I got a feeling what the number one topic's gonna be in our staff meeting on Monday. <laughs> no, no, more no more politics. politics. <laughs> no more politics. No, Leave politics. No out religion, of. no politics. And what's the other, yeah? Uh, and oh my goodness. Steve Logan. Religion, politics, Steve Logan talk, all banned from the show. Uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, or, or Scotty Montgomery. All right, so there's that. Oh no God. more political discussion. Holy we God. promise here on the show. <laughs> Randolph's in the chat, Chandler. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, baby. boom, fellas. Chandler, he's like... <laughs> the Adam Gase look going oh, yeah. around the room. Why is everybody laughing? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Whopper, whopper, Football talk on the way. Oh, my goodness. Here on Pirate Radio Live. We promise. On a Friday. Back with you after this. <laughs> Carolina You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear nc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live clip rock shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt out doing sales duties doing one more putting the work in on a free beer friday we got the bud light seltzer apple slices coming your way in the five o'clock hour so stay tuned for your chance to win big on a free beer friday Bud Light, by the way, reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. We will get back to the hoops uh, and Pirate baseball in a moment, but right now we'll talk football with Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, and uh, actually excited about this chat. Maybe for the first time since like the Super Bowl, I feel like we got stuff to talk about. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like the 2015 super bowl like it's like the first time you've been excited that i've been here no since this past super bowl (laughs) gotcha uh but from a football standpoint we do have a lot to catch up on because we We haven't talked in two weeks so um i've got the panthers additions tony and i'm gonna i'm gonna run through them one by one kind of going from maybe the least important to the most and just get your take on them so i'll reel off some names starting with the panthers have needed a or wanted a productive playmaking tight end since greg olson yeah fair to say uh so hayden hurst does that move the needle at all what do you think of that move yeah i actually think this might be the most important signing of the offseason now i mean it's kind of hard to gauge if he's 
very good or just another guy, right? Is he's had we'll have more Jag talk in a moment, right. just another guy with right. another one of your signings. He's had uh two good seasons in his career and those were on teams that were not good and with the Atlanta Falcons. But um seems productive uh and we need a tight end for not only the offense in general, which is just lang- – we haven't had a tight end since Greg Olson, like you said, that has been an effective pass catcher. But I think it's just important for – they're really loading up for a rookie uh, quarterback to put him in a, a space to succeed. And I think that having a, a tight end that's seasoned, right, that knows what he's doing, uh, is a good thing for a rookie quarter, uh, quarterback – and what I like about the Hayden Hurst is this, is that he's not a blocker. He's not a receiver. He he does it all. And, you know, he can be out there every play. So I just think that's a it's a, a good addition. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Uh, you know, thought he might have been a, a go-to guy in Baltimore, but they got Mark Andrews and made him expendable. So he went from 13 and 30 catches his first two season to 56 in 2020. 571 yards, six touchdowns with the 2020 Atlanta Falcons. Uh, had 26 for 221 in 13 games in 21. And then one year with Cincinnati, 52, 414, couple touchdowns. You know, Yeah, and it's hard to get some work in that offense when there's Cincinnati. just so many people, so many mouths to feed. Yeah. Um, I guess he said uh, at the very least he's competent and it's it's better right. than what you've had in years, right? I think Hayden Hurst is kind of a victim of fantasy football, and that is that you think that these guys are going to be so good, and you project them to be so good, and when they don't meet that expectation, it feels disappointing, and you don't know if that's because they're disappointing as a football player or just disappointing because you expect them to be a fantasy stud. Yeah. All right, another move uh, bolstering the offense, perhaps. And I'll talk about an addition and a subtraction here, but the addition is Miles Sanders from yes. the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know how to feel about that one. I, I feel like he could be a Jag, just another guy, but he has his moments where he goes off. Th- th- I go back to fantasy. If you got Miles Sanders, you don't know whether to play him or not because he could have four rushes for 12 yards or yeah. he could have a 12 for 87 and two touchdowns. Yeah. I think uh, – he can be better in Carolina than he was with the Eagles. And again, another place where there's a lot of mouths to feed and your running game just is so diverse. Not only do you have a quarterback that's running, you have multiple running backs. They but, like to use Hertz and three backs in that. Offense. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he has been good as the problem is that he's had some injury issues where he'll play like, tw- I think he played 12 games last year or something like that. And, um, but you're right. It's like you kind of don't know if he's a really good player that's just kind of been underutilized or if he's just another guy. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I think that I like the with both of these signings that there one is a three-year deal for Hayden Hurst, four-year deal for Miles Sanders. And I think that projects like a, a confidence in the player and that and how they're going to use them in the system. Sanders is coming off a 1,200 yard season, 11 touchdowns. Wow! And uh, also how many receiving yards, 20 catches, 78 yards. That's not a lot of catches. And 20. And they've been pumping up the and 20 pass catching of, uh, ability. Well, in 2019, 50 catches, 509 yards, three touchdowns. There you go. Uh, just uh, you know, Philly maybe didn't 
do that with Jalen Hurts running uh, the way he does. So uh, he can be a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, the loss here, obviously, you traded Christian McCaffrey last season, but Deontay Foreman, who Panthers fans liked, right? They love him. Yeah. He's a fan favorite. He goes to Chicago, yep. I believe. Yep. Um, so who is in the backfield with Sanders now? Remind me, Tony. Or do you need to look Hubbard. it up? <laughs> he is the new who's the guy from auburn years ago that was uh, cameron artist Payne. yeah Cap. i loved cameron artist Payne. though i don't love chuba you're not you're not a chuba guy huh yeah, don't got a chuba so do you think miles is they're using him as the the feature back like at least 15 yeah, touches yeah, a game totally yeah totally. And, and you know chuba hubbard is a uh matt rule guy Right, it's it's notorious for like uh, Matt Rule saying like my wife told me to draft you, um, you got to get that guy. So like, you know, you just wonder how. What we'll, we'll have to see is like how players from the previous regime are integrated into the system. All right, let's talk about a move that went official today. DJ Chark added to the offense. You like Big that news. move? Yeah, you like yeah, it? I think so. Okay. Um, talented player that's been on some okay teams we're well, not okay teams some poor teams i right? feel like he is a, a fantasy guy more than an nfl relevant guy just because he hasn't i've never seen him play like in a big game or anything yeah yeah and uh we don't know if he's that great he's a speedster right so he's a stretch the field guy so um i think it's just a guy that's been in the league that's had some production that's not a rookie and that's the thing with the, the a lot of panther fans are all like we got to make we got to get in the draft and get a tight end. We got to get a mm. wide receiver, and those those are all things you want to do. But people fail to remember that it takes time for these guys to really catch up to the NFL game. So, like, you can go get a tight end. That's why I like the Hayden Hurst pick. I think the DJ Shark is like, look, is you can't go into uh, the season with Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall Jr. and Shai Smith. I mean, that would be malpractice. So, Chark could be a big-time playmaker on this offense. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, you know, is he like a Robbie Anderson-type player? You know, is he a three-catch for 77 yards and a touchdown guy? Or is he – I don't think he's going to be a volume receiver. I think that's more on Thielen, maybe. Average 16.7 yards per catch last year. Yeah. That's a good number on 30 catches, 500 yards, and three touchdowns. And Which then, is wild that that is like he's such a prime free agent. We get we're so excited he had 530 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you're getting the scraps at this point. But Adam Thielen, I uh, it was reported on Pirate Radio a few weeks ago that he retired by me mistakenly. <laughs> That's right, I was here. Uh, he is out of retirement. He is a Carolina Panther <laughs> after a long, very successful career in Minnesota. Pulled the old Tom Brady on us. What is he? What is I don't know. How old is he? Because I, I was about to say, what is he? Okay. 32. All right. Well, good. My question remains. What What does he have left in the tank? Uh, probably the same that he had in the tank last year, which is like, I mean, a possession receiver. Reminds me a lot of Ricky Prohl's role in uh, Carolina in like 2014, 2015. Um, you know, he his production has gone down every year. Um because he had two giant seasons where he had like 1,300 yards or some, something yeah. to that effect. But he's also in an offense, too, that has been completely designed for the other receiver the entire time. And that's actually what was most surprising about him when he got those 1,300-yard seasons is he was doing that with Stephon Diggs beside him. 
so they've had what is it justin jefferson is uh you know and he's been such a phenomenal player but Thielen, look at I, I think here is the key with this 16 touchdowns i think in the last two seasons yep you know and that's more than all the panthers receivers have had in the last two seasons <laughs> yeah. together combined maybe the last four seasons here's a good stat tony he say he had a career high in games played last year his, when he was 31 years old played 17 games and a playoff game 18 games i don't know if that's good or bad but to me it says he's still durable you know reliable. Yeah, and he's supposed to be a kind of a, a fitness guru right like he's even got his own protein bar or something like that and so he takes care of himself I mean, look, is I think he's one of those players that, you know, is that if he was a speedster, then he would you would keep saying, what has he got in the tank? But he's kind of the savvy route runner that's just going to find, you know, big-bodied receiver that's going to give you a big red zone threat. And I think uh, also just a a coach on the field for or not definitely the, for the the young receivers you made too. the point about why surround a young quarterback with young players let's get some vets in this is the perfect yeah. guy probably to have with a rookie quarterback and hurst and chark have been in the league for a while as you said so that um that kind of wraps up the players that i had in mind we can talk about more but the other thing that's happened since we've talked is they moved up for that number one pick that we haven't talked since that i want to say it happened after you left on a friday okay yeah uh incredible incredible news and i think uh the, the way i think the if i can remember the deal specifically is we swap first round picks this year so we give them our nine we get the first we give them a second round pick which is like a 61st pick it's almost like a third round close to a third round pick Next year, they get a first, and in the following year, they get a second, and then they got DJ Moore. Yeah. I think that's a – some people – I don't know. Is A lot of Panther fans have been upset that we just don't get, like, respect from the national media. Is like if this was Dallas that did this, like, everybody would be like, oh, man, this is such a bold, awesome move, really, to position yourself – and then the narrative in the national media for Panther fans, or at least what they, what we've perceived, is that oh, like uh, man, you paid so much and you lost DJ Moore and things like this. But the I think, Bears are the biggest name in the deal, so is it yes. catered more towards Bears? Make huge move for yes. the future. <laughs> every every headline is like that, and then yeah. the Panther fans are always like, "We get no respect." <laughs> <laughs> One way to get respect: uh, hit a win. home run on this quarterback, CJ Stroud. Games. So that's the guy. I mean, I what, think so. What's the so with pro days going on and everything? Uh, has there been a lot of young and Stroud this week? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, Cody has been um, had a, a cult of people watching these pro days live together on the internet, and uh, CJ Stroud has just looked fantastic. And the Panthers like staff was just gushing over him. I mean, you've got pictures of Frank Reich like recording him like a dad in the background, and the, he's following him around. His parents are hugging him and stuff. And then yesterday was Bryce Young, who, you know, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a weird storyline clip. Is that there's two camps of fans out there, and that is like the Bryce Young camp, and then the C.J. Stroud, and they can't get along. They're like, if oh, I say God, something I good that. about C.J. Stroud, it right. means I'm dissing on bryce young politics it's wild yeah. and 
And I don't know why where the investment comes from. Like, why are they so committed to these players? Yeah. That, like, so your preference at this point would be Stroud, but yes. you're you're not going to go to war over it. No, no. I think that's the great thing about our coaching staff is that it's such a um, they have such a such a pedigree to them, right? Is they season look Frank Wright, former NFL quarterback, but also very. Um, successful offensive coordinator super bowl right the head coach offensive guy and then you got jim caldwell who's worked with tons of people too and yep. been very successful i just think this is that i'll have confidence if they make the pick that they they at least know what they're doing more yeah. than we do and i think the crazy thing would be if they like just picked anthony richardson or something wild like that i hope let's take a break shirley i hope that it doesn't leak out before draft night because you do your live show with c3 it's gonna be so boring i'm at the annual um draft party with our friend cw which is a lot of fun and i love a little draft drama and i think this year is going to be a fascinating draft with these quarterbacks with the the Bears making moves. Like, there's going to be trades. There's yeah, going to be where's Lamar going to go? Yeah. Is he going to be involved on on draft day? It, it's a lot of fun when they, there's unknowns, and I hope this Panthers thing goes down to the wire. I got a feeling we'll know beforehand. It's but. more fun than if it was like the number one pick, offensive tackle from Utah. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, talk more Panthers, talk more NFL news and notes. Tony Dunn back with you on a free beer Friday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Chrissy's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink located in the heart of Greenville. And just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Got the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack coming your way about an hour from now. Morgan Aylers will join us also. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show as well. We just uh, were looking, Tony, at CBS Sports HQ, and it had the NFL offseason grades and teams with an A. It had the Lions and I knew they got Gardner Johnson, the cornerback, and was unsure of other moves and looked it up. They basically have tried to bolster their secondary. They've signed three corners, David Montgomery, which I don't know how much he gives you. They lost Jamal Williams, who was like team ambassador or whatever the heck he is. You got to deal with him now in New Orleans. Um, the running back? Yeah. Good player, but he's he's a personality, basically, at this point. Uh, but they received an A. The Jets received an A, which, which you is said, crazy. why? 
uh they got mccole hardman the other day okay um that's about that's it. it i mean but that that's it but like i mean he's not even that good i guess the thought is they're gonna get aaron Rodgers, and they just traded away elijah moore finally yeah to the browns Cleveland. yeah and the Panthers received a B in their offseason move. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all fans generally think every uh, free agency is an A, unless they're just like one of those teams that can't sign anybody, right? And they like just bemoaning. And by the way, it doesn't matter. It's just fun to look yeah, at and yeah. talk about and discuss. Um, you want to win in, you know, December, January, and February, not in um, – march and april mentioned this the other day when i saw ezekiel elliott was released i thought he would go to a team that's ready to win now almost like a fournette to the bucks type thing or yeah like these guys uh jump on with a super bowl contender uh there is a report that says on espn.com zeke is eyeing the eagles jets Bengals. Are we? Like we always Jets, have this they discussion. Almost a, they're going to get an A next week if they land <laughs> Rodgers and Zeke. Yeah, um, I think Zeke's still a, a valuable football player. I think so too. And uh, everybody, a lot of people are dumping on him. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's not the guy he was. Certainly. Yeah. Um, what makes me excited as a Tony Pollard fantasy owner? Uh, yeah, that I yeah. can keep him and have him uh, ready to go. He next is year. a keeper now. Um, but Ezekiel Elliott eyeing those teams, I'm still not ready. We've had this discussion. Like, are the Jets a couple of guys away? I don't know. Uh, they play against Buffalo twice. They play against Miami twice. It's funny that, like, that division now is everybody but New England. New England <laughs> ran that division for so long. Right. And now they are at the bottom of the division. Yeah, play. yeah. And – uh what I think, I don't know about the Jets is this, is uh, it feels like they've been bad for so long that they got a little bit of good play, like a little goodness in their life. And they're like, oh, we're just one piece away from a Super Bowl. Yep. And you could be a lot farther than that. We don't really know much about them. What was their record last year? They were 7-10. and 10. And I guess... They had the same record like the Lions had. And we also, as fans, like to look at... Because the NFL is designed for bad teams to become good and good teams to kind of come back to the pack. So we always look for that team that missed the playoffs to make it, and maybe they're a popular pick to do that. They are. You know, big more, you know, and you're you're thirsty for success as a Jets fan. So, I mean, this is the, the glimmer, yeah. you know, of hope. Uh, any other big moves? To, have we talked about uh, Derek Carr to the Saints? I don't know. Well, uh, maybe, maybe it's been like you said. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been uh, since I've been on the show. I think you. I mean, we like Derek Carr. He's a good yeah. quarterback. Is he just another guy? I think he's a little bit above that. Yeah. I mean, they a lot of people thought he was the best free agent quarterback out there. I feel like a lot of. I feel like. People aren't nervous about the Saints. I, man, maybe I'm speaking about you because Dennis Allen is their coach. Well, <laughs> Am I that's right? Why, that's why he went there. Maybe that's why Carr went there. Yeah, because I mean, of his relationship. Yeah, with him. I think uh, didn't he coach for Raiders? The Raiders at one point. Yeah. Um, the see the we've all been waiting for the Saints defense to fall off. I've kind of projected it two years early in a row. Right. I'm always early. You're always the, early. Yeah, I'm always early to the party. Um, Before the Bills became good, Tony liked them four years in a row, and they stunk. Yeah. <laughs> but he was right eventually. Uh, one day they will be good. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of thought that their defense was getting older. But 
a lot of defensive players have been poached off of that team to uh, other other places, and and you're getting older. So we'll see. I just don't understand the voodoo magic they got where they never have cap money but always get the most expensive free agent. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and voodoo, you said it. Yeah. That's the only way to explain it. The big move in the South was the hero joining Baker the Mayfield? Falcons. Oh. No. It's Baker <laughs> Mayfield. To the Tampa Bay. Taylor Heineke. Oh, is he? He's a Falcon. Oh, wow. Heineke. The hero. I know. You might have to see him, Tony. Him uh, and uh, Demir Bird the connection how about that the hero and bird watching are together finally chirp chirp um and then you mentioned baker is baker the opening weekend starter totally yeah yeah kyle trask i mean i saw i mean we saw this coming the the bugs were designed to be very good for two or three years and then fall off now i asked a lot of fans this and i think i posed it on the show before is um would you rather have one Super Bowl? Yes, I'll take that. And ten years of, I guess, and uh, like nothing. You know, just a horrible. You know, okay. This like is they're a, book okay. End. All right. The Bucks question. are a good example of this, right? They have two Super Bowls. They have one from two thousand, and then twenty two later, twenty two years later, they get another one. Or even put a let's do like a ten year window. One Super Bowl, and do you have any other playoff appearances in there? No. None. Okay. None. One Super Bowl, no playoffs. Right. Or, or always kind of like what the Saints were for minus the Super Bowl. So take the Saints Super Bowl away, but always kind of so like making the division. Eight out of ten years, you're in the playoffs. Maybe Green Bay. Has Maybe a, you get to the NFC Championship. Yeah. I was initially going to take that one Super Bowl, but that is a lot of years of awful falls and winners well you know what you could be like the the commanders i am the commander right or maybe some other teams even some people would say the panthers have you not have that 2015 super bowl appearance and you could have neither i know (laughs) that's why i'm so excited about these choices both of them are better than what i've had uh, yeah it's like you just be the browns (laughs) i think uh now that i think on it if we're going 10-year window I think I I'd rather be the eight years of playoffs. Really? I just every year you're in it with a chance. I don't know what it's like to win a Super Bowl. Is it one of those? You know, it's like, uh, what does it feel like? <laughs> you know, is, does it? Is it that cool? It seems like it. Yeah, it's I tough, mean, but you're right. Is that? Uh, well, you want to be mean. It's it's nice to be relevant, but at the same time, it's probably better to be. I think I'll take the Super Bowl and being really bad because when you're really bad, you can be like irritable and angry. It's like, just don't give me no Super Bowl and know, seven man, and nine. That fifth year of just completely sucking in a row. I know. It's, that it's, is going to beat gets, down hey, on you. Hey, I'm it. I'm, we're Your there. podcast is going to be brutal. We're there. Okay. Aren't you? Um,. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's. Uh, well, let's we made I mean, the playoffs you're, you're a couple years ago. We had a losing record. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that felt so good. I, mean, I did. I watch along. Yeah, for it. there were no fans in the stands. Taylor Heineke was running in a touchdown. Yeah, and it was fun. And this year, you were here when their season ended against the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah. So we we want so little, Tony. 
<laughs> right? Like we could just be happy with that. Hey, I mean, we're I want two teams. nine and eight so bad. And yeah. That's all I'm asking for. I know. With we a wild card appearance. I asked for so it little. Sounds so awesome. And I get nothing in return. Yeah. Um, that's the way it goes. All right. Uh, Tony, what would you do if the Panthers. Because, look, you got to think about it. You need to plan ahead. You need to know your plan of action if it ever happens again. Okay. What would you. Would you. A, where would you watch the game? The Super Bowl? Yes. I think my house. Alone or with people? with family you know i would probably have people like i would have to i mean we would then have to do a post game so it would need well, to that be was going to be my next question yeah, Where, like, would you, you stream a, any of it like just watching the game the live yeah yeah you have to i'm at yeah i, I mean it's the internet like the internet ma- mandates that we do that now and you have enough of an audience that would watch it and have you on when I watch these tournament games, I have the uh, the Barstool Gambling Cave stream yeah. on because it's, uh, it's, fun. it's another form of entertainment. It's like uh, hanging out with your friends but not having to be at their house. I know. You get to sit at your own house, not spend any money. Yeah. Um, and people have enjoyed the watch-alongs we do, and uh, we could be doing a lot more of those in the future, and they're a lot of fun. Tony's been a part of them. Yeah. Um, we I was hoping we, we could do a Panthers playoff game this year uh chandler and i were gonna do it uh, you probably yeah. would have been at your homestead but would love to do a panthers game yeah, with you here yeah. one time um but My yeah super bowl super biggest bowl. biggest uh stage Just, getting your live reaction oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i don't know and the meltdown that happens right when, when you lose yeah like the i cam, mean just think the if, cam newton look Oh, man, if Tony was live for the Cam fumble or for the John Casey kick out of bounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been amazing. The, yeah, right. The live reactions, because they are such, not only the stage is so big, but is those those swings for a Super Bowl. Yeah. If a game is close and you go back to the Panthers' first Super Bowl appearance, and, man, when Steve Smith catches that touch, and then Muhammad, yeah, it's just, I mean, I remember being really downtrodden going into the second half and then jumping and hugging people and stuff. So, yeah, man. Uh, and now you have to stream it, just yeah. like we have to stream this show right now. That's right. Robert, Cam Newton hater, says, Tony, will your guy Cam Newton get another chance with someone? That's a great question. Um I don't know. By the uh, way, I saw it's like maybe the Ravens. Uh, some people say that uh, a lot of people are forecasting this, or one not a lot of people. One of my friends is forecasting that the Colts trade for uh, Lamar at four, give give them the four number four pick mm. and get Lamar. Which um, I guess they can't. I mean, I would think they have to give two number ones, but I guess the the number four would be one of those number ones. They yeah. might be able to strike a different deal if they actually you know just agree to it and then they draft the ravens draft anthony richardson and bring in cam to mentor him they'll draft new cam and yeah. bring in old Baby cam. cam yeah yeah dad cam i saw a tweet this week how many uh, teams of the 32 would cam newton start for and my answer is zero because if he could start for him he'd be a starter for him hell he's available to pick up <laughs> if a team wanted them, Tampa they Bay. could pick them up. Tampa Bay. Okay, well, why don't they pick them up? Because they stupidly got Baker Mayfield, or because they're trying to tank. 
I don't know. I don't understand this hypothetical. It's not even a hypothetical well, scenario. Well, He's available to pick I mean, up. Uh, He's alive. He's a football player. How about uh, the 49ers? Okay, pick him up. There was rumors that the 49ers were in talks last year with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Right. So, I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger could... I can't, because I don't imagine he's like... And maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't see him working out a ton. What if he comes back even bigger and slower than he was before? His arm just doesn't move. <laughs> he can barely move. No, that would be hilarious. Not, yeah, man. Um, okay, uh, pick him up. Uh, that's that's my point. I, I don't know. Pick him up. Well, I don't know. How about the commanders? He could, but if the, he's the if, pro- the problem with Cam is not him starting. It's just that he can't be he can't be a backup. His he's aura got too is, much shine. His on him. yeah, his aura. His aura. Is too big. Yeah. Tony, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thank you. I want to wish my daughter a happy 12th birthday today. Madeline, Joy Dunn, I love you. Happy birthday, Madeline. All right, Tony, we'll uh, talk to you later. C3 Podcast, y'all got uh, free-for-all doing anything? This yeah, week? Friday free-for-all and then uh, watching all the pro days. and ECU's you know. coming up next week. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And uh, is the running back going to – Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he'll uh, do some stuff. I hope he runs nice. another 40 and tries to like break his Will time. Levis. This is the one we don't want to see. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's he got like some a freaking guns. Ken, Ken doll. Wow, I did not realize. Yeah. yeah, he's got that cutoff. If I had his arms, I'd wear a cutoff every yeah. day. <laughs> Ten like below. Church. Yeah. <laughs> cut off with a tie. <laughs> Just cut off my suit jacket and wear it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two, Pirate Radio Live. More to go. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, wrapping up hour number two. Chandler missed our entire Panthers discussion. So just to wrap up this segment, Chandler... We'll do a mini segment with you about these uh, Panthers additions. First of all, been trying to find a tight end since Greg Olson. Yeah. What do you think about Hayden Hurst? I I, def- I heard you ask the question to, to Tony. Does that move the needle? At the, at Did the your t- needle move at the tight end position? Absolutely yes, because we haven't had anybody really that has been productive. I mean, Ian Thomas, we drafted him out of Indiana a few years ago, and I was thinking that he would be a productive tight end that would catch a lot of balls and uh, rack up yards and touchdowns, and we just haven't seen that over the years. And then you draft Tommy Tremble, who's more of a blocking tight end, maybe like a proven commodity as of, you know, Aaron Jarman, uh, really good at blocking. Um, 
And we've seen some touchdowns from Tommy Tremble, but uh, I really like that signing from Hayden Hurst. We've seen some really good things even last year with Cincinnati. So uh, I'm a big fan of that move. Does Miles Sanders have a 1,000-yard season with the Panthers? Behind this offensive line, I've heard people still say, people still talk about this offensive line and, and there need to be change and draft an offensive lineman. I think this offensive line is just fine with, you know, you got your, your second-year man, uh, Iki Aquano coming up. You re-sign Bradley Bozeman, which I think is a huge signing, a great center. Um, you re-sign him. You've got Austin Corbett. You've got Taylor Moten on the right side. So, behind this offensive line, I'm not going to say he's going to go well over 1,000. I think he can get to 1,000. Um, Tony said this the other night. He didn't say it on this show today. Uh, we just kind of went individually uh he said that the panthers now have a couple of number two receivers he doesn't know if they have a number one uh but what do you think about thielen and chark added to the program the thing about thielen is he had a great career a very long career with the vikings i guess the question is is how much does he have left 32 years old didn't that realize is he was that old that is dinosaur in nfl terms and especially at the wide receiver yeah. position um so I mean, he. I think I, I think I saw he played just about every. Maybe he might he played have played seventeen games. He played eighteen, including playoffs last year. Played yeah, in every game. He played in every single game last year. So um, I think that he's going to bring. The biggest thing is that he's going to bring a veteran presence to that room because um, you're going to get your rookie quarterback. You're going to get a younger quarterback, and you don't want that quarterback to have nothing but you know young guys. You want to have somebody in there that can, you know, at least kind of show them the ropes and kind of help them out and i think adam thielen is a good pickup in that from that standpoint you're so. a big youtube guy have you looked at young and um ohio stroud. state quarterback stroud i have <laughs> have you done your uh your re do you have i a, haven't done as much as i should but i have you got plenty highlights. of time yeah do you have a preference uh at this moment i'd probably go stroud I, I mean, I looked at their highlights from college and games, and I've also looked at their pro day yeah. highlights. Um, Young, for his size, has got a very big arm, and he can move around. But can he do that in the NFL? That's the that's the question. So between the two, I'm going to go Stroud. I'm not going to lie. There was at one point. There was at one point. There's there's still some feelings there for Anthony Richardson. Hmm. A shocker at the uh, top of the draft, perhaps. All right, Chandler Honeycutt back with us here on Pirate Radio Live. Randolph, we were talking about Cam Newton, says, Cam Newton is a modern-day sideshow. What team in their right mind wants to deal with that silliness? Cam thinks he can still start in the NFL. And there's another interception by Dax, recovered by the 49ers. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see if anybody adds Cam to the roster. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three. Big hour on tap because it is Free Beer Friday. Got the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices variety pack. How about a case here on a Friday? We'll do that. We'll talk to Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenelge, and have more. Also, update Shirley from Tampa. I caught a uh, glimpse of the score. The Pirates need to uh, find some runs somewhere, right? Yeah, they are trailing 3 nothing. 3 nothing. the score on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Take a timeout. Come back. Hour 3 on the way after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite, your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. ECU trailing South Florida in softball, four to nothing right now, down in Tampa on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. No cover during the week. Ladies in free every Friday and Saturday before ten. So for all you ladies that want to go watch uh, late night basketball tonight at the Buck, get there before ten. You get in free. Uh, come watch your favorite sports at the Buck, largest 4K TV in Eastern North Carolina. Visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events. Chandler, uh, you making out to the Buck this weekend? You're a Buck guy. Yeah, I am. Um, they have great live music, and uh, a lot of the stuff is you know the music I like to listen to. So, um, and by the way, if you want to go out and party on a Tuesday night, DJ Captain Morgan is out there heard of him nights. but i don't know um i might i gotta go to the bas- uh, baseball game tonight maybe tomorrow i'm gonna try i always try to make it out there to the buck at least once per weekend post game buck action on saturday perhaps um speaking of dj captain morgan let's head out to the pirate radio live line on a lovely segue there by chandler honeycutt and talk some sports with the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Minji's Coliseum, he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic, Cliff. It's a beautiful day. Going to be a great weekend for Pirate Baseball and a great weekend weather-wise, man. It's awesome. Yes, sir. And the Pirates trying to bounce back after a loss to Campbell on the midweek where the pitching with Root, Sailor, and company was fine. Uh, just could not get the bats going. Could not get runners in when they had them on base against the Camels. Um, so they'll try to take that out on George Mason. Pirates have been very good uh, during the weekend this year. Morgan looking to continue that. Some uh, very good pitching here of late from your Savage, uh, Spivey, and Groves. And they'll try to continue that this weekend. Yeah, you know, they've, they've, their pitching's been really good. Over the last probably two or three weeks, you know, the other night against Campbell, their pitching was excellent. They just couldn't get the runs in when they needed to. And that's, you know, that's been sort of a bugaboo at times for the Pirates a little bit this year in the games they've struggled in. And it, you know, it seems to be that way when we play Campbell. I'm, I kind of make a motion that we don't play Campbell anymore, especially on the road. But, you know, they're not going to listen to me about that one. It's a, it is a good rivalry, though, and it was a great game the other night. And, ended with a little bit of fireworks down there that it did cliff godwin and josh moylan i guess you can get ejected after a game that certainly happened the other night so josh moylan upset after a called strike three and cliff godwin's always going to defend his players in that situation and he himself got ran as they were i guess walking through the handshake line morgan yeah uh you know, it's hard to say anything. There's been several views of the of the the pitch and 
the resulting third strike call, you know, not swinging. And but you got to, I don't know. I, I hate it that games like that end like that. But you, you know, Coach Godwin's fiery. He was fiery as a player. He's fiery as a coach. And like you said, he's going to defend his players. And uh, hopefully that's. You know, they're talking, you know, what's going to happen? Is there a fine? I mean, what is this, Major League Baseball? They get fined and, you know, they keep playing? Or how does that work? I don't know. But, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be in the dugout this weekend and then Pirates can bounce back and take three from George Mason. That sure would be nice. That uh, coach, umpire, referee, whatever relationship is interesting, Morgan, and you get to see it in basketball courtside. And these coaches for 40 minutes are – up yelling at their players and having conversations and sometimes contentious conversations with officials and uh you know you're, you're firsthand there when it comes to basketball and it's always interesting to see you know what crosses the line um when it, it seems like almost 75 80 percent of the time a coach knows he's going to get a technical almost gets it on purpose rather than is surprised when he gets one uh, but but uh, you've seen several cases of that. You've seen several cases of referees, I'm sure, kind of let it go for an entire game. Yeah. They, I, you know, it, it it's a, a good relationship you, they have. It's that love-hate relationship. You've got to have the officials to call the game and keep the game under control. There's rules you have to play by. And the coach is going to push the boundary as far as the officials are going to let them go, in my opinion. And they need to because you're – there's, you're always one call away from something major happening in a game. I mean, look at the game last night between UCLA and uh, Gonzaga at the last couple of minutes of that game, and it, what a tremendous ending they had for that game. And there was a, a, a play or two that could have legitimately gone either way, and a call or two that could have been gone. Was it a block? Was it a charge? Should they have called it? Should they have not have called it? Uh, that that went either way, and that I'm not going to say that decided the outcome of the game, but it sure gave one team, you know, a little bit of advantage at times, and went UCLA one time, and I think Gonzaga got the benefit of the call late in the game, and with like 10, 12 seconds to go right before the winning three-point shot, and, you know, the officials are going to get worked, and I think sometimes the officials work the coaches too, you know, you know, I've heard some conversations that some of the coaches have, and some of the officials right back at the coaches, and it's it's an interesting dynamic for sure. And I don't care what level you're on, whether you're in Little League or, uh, you know, professionals or college sports, there's always that dynamic between a coach and an official. Morgan Ayler's joining us. It was a classic last night. Gonzaga and UCLA always play classics in the NCAA tournament. It's happened several times. And also Kansas State uh, and Michigan State. An amazing game with an amazing performance uh, from Marquise Noel, the talented point guard. So we're starting to see the heroes. Drew Timmy for Gonzaga. Um, Noel for Kansas State. You're starting to, to get to know these guys and after you see them play all these games. Uh, tremendous games last night. FAU, who will be playing East Carolina as a, an American affiliate next year, has made it to the Elite Eight and has a real shot of going to the Final Four and then was really surprised. I thought Arkansas-UConn was going to be a war. UConn, Hurley, and those guys, Tristan Newton, congratulations to him, absolutely dominating the Razorbacks moving on. So we saw a blowout. We saw two classics and another pretty close game last night. It was a pretty good night of hoops. 
Yeah, the UConn-Arkansas game. I think I was listening to you talking uh, with the big man on campus yesterday and thinking that was going to be real close. I think everybody thought that was going to be a really close game, and it wasn't almost from the get-go. You know, now it's going to be interesting to see how much Gonzaga has left in the tank as they take on UConn uh, coming up tomorrow. And uh, that's going to be a good matchup. And then you look at UConn, will they be able to bounce back? Even they had that blowout game, are they going to go in there a little bit too smug? So I look for that one to be a really good basketball game. And, I, and personally, I would love to see Tristan Newton you know, win a national championship. Good for him. Talking to Morgan Aylers, you can hear Sweet 16 action tonight right here on Pirate Radio with coverage beginning at 6 o'clock. With all these upsets and Cinderella's, there is one team, actually two teams left, that have dominated throughout the 2023 season. That's Alabama and that's Houston. They'll both be in action tonight. San Diego State has been smothering opponents this tournament. They take on the high-powered Alabama Crimson Tide. And then Miami, the ACC team's uh, ACC's last team remaining with their uh, tremendous guards, will take on Houston tonight. You also have upset-minded Princeton against Creighton and uh, Xavier and Texas. Should be a lot of points. Should be a classic there in that one. So, I don't know. What are you looking forward to tonight, Morgan? Uh, any teams, any games uh, in particular? Uh, Alabama and Houston will win. They will continue to win, and Houston will win the national championship. Oh, by the way, you can look up on the uh, bracket board and just to see that, you know, pretty good guessing there. Okay, good. Anyway. You are uh, currently third in uh, behind myself and Shirley, so good luck, Morgan. Going, but, but going into this weekend. <laughs> Correct. Or did you figure in last? Okay. Correct. Keep saying, keep saying that big boy until Monday, okay? All right, yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it till it's not true. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I picked them, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to pick them, and I have picked them, and we're picking. There you go, Morgan Aylers, uh running for office this uh, fall. Be ready for that. Uh, all right, uh, big never. <laughs> uh, big football time going on around East Carolina, Morgan. You got spring practice going on. It. Uh, it, it looks a lot different when you see the pictures with no Holt Nailers and all his cohorts from the past few years. Uh, but it is a new era with Mason Garcia taking over. Kind of different for you, too, Morgan, right? I mean, you're so used to Holton being at ECU this time of year. Now he's, what, training, getting ready, got pro day coming up. So, uh, I don't know. Do you feel any different about this football season than you have the, uh, the last few? I was telling somebody this is the first spring in – five years of Holton playing in spring games and then coming to visit for three prior to that that I haven't been somewhat involved. But, uh, yeah, I'm following it. I think it's going to be an exciting football year, pulling, uh, you know, obviously for the Pirates as I have since I came to school here in 84. But uh, it's going to be a, a fun time. I think it's going to be a very evolving year for the Pirates. Mason Garcia will, you know, get – he's going to take uh, his bumps early just like every new quarterback does. But I'm going to tell you what, he's a great kid, uh, has really studied the game, and I think it's going to, he's going to be fun to watch uh, as he matures as the Pirate quarterback, and I think the Pirates are going to have a, a good year as the season goes on too. Is it going to be easy starting off at Michigan? Absolutely not. But I think that's uh, you can't define a season on one game. I, I remember over the years you see the, the Pirates would lose a game and then you know, the, the Green Street Bridge, there's 3,611 people jumping off of it after the game, and your phones light up, and woe was me, and yet they're the first people to 
jump on the bandwagon when things are going good. So got to bear with them. But I think this is going to be a fun year for the Pirates, and it's going to be a, a changing of the guard, but it's going to be a good thing. And, uh, you know, Mason, and then you got uh, some of the young running backs coming in to replace Caton, and Rajay, hopefully he's going to be back. It's, uh, again, I'm excited about Pirate football. I think Coach Houston and staff are doing a great job, and uh, I'm going to be calling the games and looking forward to it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line will continue to keep you up to date on what's going on out at spring practice. Make sure you're following us this weekend on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we'll have it all the videos on YouTube as well. While we're on the topic of football, Morgan, we were – uh, we talked Panthers earlier with Tony Dunn, but uh, the Panthers have been super aggressive this offseason. Another deal has been made official today where they sign wide receiver DJ Chark. He joins Adam Thielen. He joins Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and the number one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. So, uh, David Tepper has been very aggressive. He brought in a new coach with Frank Reich. They have brought in a, a ton of new weapons on offense to try to match with a defense that's good enough to probably win the NFC South. It's just a matter of, will these pieces all fit? And, of course, the million-dollar question, what do they do with that number one pick when it comes to quarterback in the NFL draft? But if you're a Panthers fan, you got to be excited about, hey, at least it looks like they're committed to, to trying to win right now in Charlotte. Yeah, I think, you know, David Tepper's got the money. Hold on, Clip, here, as I'm getting ready to back up a, a trailer here. My uh, sorry about that. Yeah, you need to focus. Uh, don't worry about me. Uh, oh, I'm good. I'm just backing out, make sure I don't hit anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think David Tepper's got the money. I think he's got the want to, that he really wants to go out there and, uh, you know, have a great team for Carolina. and. You know, not that Jerry Richardson didn't, uh, the late Jerry Richardson, but at the same time, I think that you've got, um, you know, a, a man that's got the money, he's got the want to, and I think I think everybody in those realms of that having that kind of money has an ego, and I, don't, I think he doesn't want to get out there and, and show people that, you know, he's not there to win. And, uh, and he's got a bruised ego right now, Morgan, after, you know, with the Matt Rule stuff and the team struggling, so... He's maybe he's overcompensating this off season. I don't know. We'll see. He, he might be, but he's got a really good coaching staff. I like Frank Reich as yeah. head coach. He was, did a great job at at uh, uh, Indianapolis, and I think he's going to do a good job with Carolina. You know, it's interesting to see who they're going to take number one. I think if you come down, and I think it's going to come down between uh, C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. Uh, me, I like the bigger guy. I think in the NFL that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about these young quarterbacks that get in there and they can run around and, and do some things. There's only so many Patrick Mahomes and, you know, eventually your athleticism will get, you know, is going to get, I'm not going to say that the, the defense catches up with it, but they do. I mean, RG3, it happened to him. He was one of the really one of Michael Vick, that kind of thing. Everybody kind of gets hurt and eventually – and then you start, you lose a step, and then you know that's a big part of your game is that you can't run around. And uh, you know, I, I like the bigger quarterback on that. I would go with C.J. Stroud, but again, Carolina hasn't asked me. Maybe they will, Morgan. Maybe they will. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, what's on your agenda this weekend? I am literally uh, pulling in as we speak. I'm doing a wedding tonight in uh, Newport, uh, Butterfly Pavilion in Newport, and then. Uh, have a private party tomorrow, and then uh, 
you know, then I'm going to watch some XFL, which is we haven't talked about that, but I'm going to tell you, I like the XFL. Oh yeah, you've been watching. To watch it much? Yeah, I have. It's cool. Fun to watch. I mean, it's really cool to see the fan support for this league. You know, they've they've put them in smaller stadiums. They they've sort of developed, uh, even though they're all they travel to the games. You know, on on Thursday or Friday, depending on when they play. But they all train in Arlington, Texas, and then they travel to the games. But each city has their own marketing department, really trying to get the teams involved in the cities when they're there. And uh, the fan support's kind of cool to watch, especially uh, the D.C. team, which is really cool. They have the Beer Snake. I don't know if you follow that at all. <laughs> I've seen it online, yeah. But, uh, at first, they said that they couldn't uh, do it after the first game, and then they started throwing lemons on the field. So they finally said they can do the beer snake. So basically they're selling a whole lot of beer and plastic cups, and they make the beer snake out of the cups. So there's some uh, pretty tight people by the uh, end of the game in those stadiums. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, we'll let you get to work. Thanks for joining us, talking sports with us today, man. Have a great weekend, and we will catch up with you again soon. Thank you, Cliff. Have a great weekend. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. And unfortunately, just caught this late, uh, but I will pass it along to Morgan. Eric says on YouTube, when I cut a rug, the only cool cat I want spinning the tunes is DJ Captain Morgan. He's ha- a cool cat, man. Hashtag compliment Friday, man. Because DJ Captain Morgan is a cool cat, man. He's a cool cat, man. Yeah, man. Some coaching news. I'll call it scuttlebutt, not news. Y'all want a little coaching scuttlebutt? Where did the term scuttlebutt come from? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Scuttlebutt. Definition, rumor, gossip. Uh, Using it in a sentence. The scuttlebutt has it that he was a spy. Can you repeat the origin, please? Why do they call it scuttlebutt? Back in the early 1800s, uh, wait, so the scuttlebutt is also part of a ship? A cask on a shipboard to contain fresh water for a day's use, a drinking fountain on a ship, or at a naval or marine installation. So it has that... um, definition and also rumor gossip okay so now i haven't seen this but i'm starting to use context clues you know yeah you you say talk at the water cooler Uh i guess on a naval ship you would meet spread rumors gossip at the scuttlebutt there you go what's the scuttlebutt I think we just figured it out, Chandler. I love figuring out words and phrases. As do I. And the origins of them. I think we just did it. That's cool. All right. Uh, Your scuttlebutt is, do you know the name? Let me start here. Do you know Dave Odom? Or is that before your time? Dave Odom. Who's Dave Odom? Man, that name sounds familiar. Old Wake Forest coach, Tim Duncan, Randolph Childress. All All them. Yep ryan odom is the son of dave odom okay ryan odom was the coach at umbc when they beat virginia his name popped up quite a bit here for basketball coaching searches it goes all the way out to utah state they have a great year and jeff goodman tweeted out ryan odom has emerged as one of the top candidates arguably the front runner 
for the South Florida opening. So earlier this week... Because Mike Bray was supposed to go there and didn't? Apparently, they didn't want Mike Bray. I saw a lot of people saying Mike Bray would be like a Brian Gregory hire. I I just didn't see it. I was worried about Mike Bray getting the South Florida job. I think he's got enough connections, enough name, enough recognition. He's not a star, but enough star power that he could get players there and win immediately. All it is 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 adding two or three guys in the portal, and all of a sudden you turn a bottom dweller into a competitive basketball team. So I thought he could do a pretty good job there, but apparently he's going to go the TV route. But uh, Ryan Odom could be the man in Tampa. So something to keep an eye on, uh, according to Jeff Goodman. All right, let's take a break as we do. Let's give away some Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slice. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250, limited edition Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack. You've got the cranberry apple, crisp apple, strawberry apple, peach mango apple, all available seltzer with crisp apple flavors can be yours if you are lucky caller number 12 317 we're back with more pirate radio live talk to mark greenhelds golf shop radio show and we got some mike houston audio to pass along as well it's all ahead when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. And uh, they are open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And congratulations to Josh Aldridge of Winterville, who's the big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. Thank you, Shirley back with you pirate radio live eric asking do you think representatives nah, i can't read that we already did that on the show shirley would not play the clip again so that tells me we should not talk about it anymore but he was wondering if those two representatives ever meet at the scuttlebutt to talk <laughs> if they did i can't say what yep, i was thinking yep. let's just move along <laughs> We Let's will move quickly move along from that topic. All right, Chandler. Man, I wish we'd have done this on the air because I pride myself on being a man of faith, and that's a long drive to left field by Castellanos. I pride myself on being knowledgeable when it comes to sports, East Carolina athletics. 
but you could have gave me hmm 10 you could have gave me 10 guesses probably and i would not have correctly named ecu's leadoff hitter today it was i mean i was very shocked and i would say it was out of left field but it was more out from uh behind the plate Yes, that's because Ryan McChrystal will be getting the leadoff spot. Who McWhat? Ryan McChrystal. I like it. Will be leading off for the Pirates tonight, and he will not be behind the plate. He will be designating designated. He will be the designated hitter tonight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he. Let me see. What a battle that was! You versus the He will the be words. designated hit. Designating. <laughs> he will be designated hitting. Is that it? designated hitting but that's a weird way to say it but yeah he'll be the dh he'll be the designated hitter he will be the dh and he will be leading off tonight for ecu he is designated to hit he is designated to hit first in the lineup he is leading off ryan mccrystal batting second jacob jenkins cowart who is playing right field batting third the catcher justin wilcoxon batting i like both of them being in the lineup uh batting fourth the second baseman jacob starling batting fifth the first baseman, Cam Clonch. Cam Clonch in for Josh Moylan. Uh, uh, batting sixth, the shortstop, Joey Barini. Batting seventh, the left fielder, Carter Cunningham. Batting eighth, the third baseman, Alec Makarevich. And then batting ninth is Riley Johnson, the center fielder. Johnson. And the starting pitcher tonight is Ryan McChrystal. No, I'm just kidding. It's Trey Yes Savage. Designated pitcher. Uh, there is a bash going on across the street, y'all. What is I saw, like, food trucks. Uh, and I saw the Burt Wagon, which is a food truck uh, affiliated with our, some of our great sponsors like Christie's Euro Pub and Ooh. Dap House. Oh, I bet they got good stuff. Oh, they've got uh, the Burt Wagon. Yes, sir. I need to look that up. I saw that pulling in there. I saw the pizza food truck that we've had before uh, pulling there. So there's some sort of extravaganza yeah. going on across the street here from the Pirate Radio Studios. The Burp Wagon food truck look at this menu i might have to go over there shrimp ceviche ceviche Mm -hmm. nachos interesting peach barbecue wings christie's egg rolls you like those right yes sir carolina style smoked pulled pork slaw pepper jack cheese dang that sounds good bang bang shrimp tacos the southern clucker all right um man that sounds like a winner all right so uh pirates and mason and going at it this week mason george meet patrick mason patrick mason any relation we should have asked him earlier this week no there's none patrick mason are you any relation to george mason be a little embarrassed to ask this although uh Stephen Igo didn't know who Benedict Arnold was the other day. Oh no! That was my favorite question out of my ten questions. Was Benedict Arnold misunderstood? That was a great question. Um, who was George Mason? George Mason was, of course, George Mason was. Oh, good. Y'all don't know either. Nope. All Maybe right. the governor of Virginia. The governor. Let's, Let's take see. a guess. Uh, I'm going to say the governor of Virginia. All right. I I don't have a clue. He was an American planter, politician, founding father, delegate to the U.S. Constitutional Convention. 
founding father. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I should have known that. Yeah. George Mason. That's it? No. It was, he was a whole lot of stuff. I just stopped reading. He uh, looks like he's got a big Wikipedia. Looks like he did a lot of stuff. Kind of like Alexander Hamilton? Man, his wife was the looker, at least this uh, artist rendering of the painting. She's a looker. Attractive. Uh, is it me or was everybody really ugly back then? Yes. <laughs> and then they had to wear those. Well, I guess. I guess wigs? that's yeah. relative. I mean, true, sure. But what the wigs, like the whole fashion? I mean, it was outrageous back then. Yeah, I'm not real sure why you had to. Why the men wore powdered wigs? Yeah, that makes didn't zero sense. Really, make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. And like people are uh, trashing young people today and they're like our our founding fathers and how masculine they were and they're wearing like these new Seinfeld puffy shirts and powdered wigs and I mean was and that stockings? and stockings that it, <laughs> and, and large buckled shoes Young that stockings? have big old heels on them that's what a real man looks like and that's what I'm going to start dressing I'm like. a man I'm 40 and I wear stockings. I'm I wonder if like powdered hats were like the snapbacks of their day. <laughs> so if I lived back then, I would have a ton of wigs. Yeah, and, right. and they would be all different colors to match whatever yeah. you were wearing that day. Maybe since so. you do color coordinate your hats with you with what you're wearing. Well, I'm going to come in Monday and I'm going to have my wife's pantyhose on <laughs> and a wig. And I'm finally going to start dressing like a man is supposed to dress. Like uh, George Mason did it back in the day. Now, George I mean, Mason's wig is dark, though. Do you think that's, that's his real saying. hair, Shirley, or is that a wig? Like, it kind of looks like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's just pulled now, back. I think that might be his real hair. Yeah. But maybe that was during a time where it was maybe not so much, uh, you know, because they were trying to break free from Britain. And Britain tended to wear the the powdered wigs, yeah. so maybe this is their kind of way of rebelling is not wearing the powdered wigs. Although I have to beg the question, why did they have to be powdered? Yeah, that is. A I, good I question. want to know why you have to put powder on them. <gasps> why? Why? Yeah, we need to get a historian on to answer all these questions we have. Why does it have to be powdered? Why? Oh, why? All right. Um, Oh, my goodness These gracious. are things that I think about. Shirley, what's the coach? Oh, Kim Mulkey. Speaking of fashion, everybody look at what she's wearing today during the game. What Whoa. the hell is that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> what I, the hell look, is that? Is that a flamingo that's the, jacket? That's the LSU coach, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She's getting her name. She is... Uh, that was she is the, that? No, I thought that was Moffat. It looks like Muffet. Macho Muffy, Man Muffy, met whatever her name is. Big Bird met a flamingo met. No, 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 no. It looks Snuffleupagus. like Snuffleupagus, Big Bird, a flamingo, and what's the uh oh shoot the one with the weird beard in uh not beard beak, um. Oh my gosh, I can see uh, him. Uh, um, uh, Os uh, not Oscar. Os uh, Grover? No, Grover was the trash can guy, wasn't he? No, that was Oscar. That was Oscar. Oscar. Grover. Grover had a long blue nose, if I recall. But he had like a wild hairdo? 
nah. an animal kind of all ran into each other, yeah. and that's what happened. It is wild. Check that out, folks. Kim Mulkey. What is she trying to do? Is she trying to compete with, like... Because, like, Dawn Staley, when she coaches on the sidelines, she does not wear... I guess you could say traditional coaching attire. She she will wear whatever she wants to wear. It's kind of more like a fashion statement, which I think is pretty cool. But is she trying to compete with Dawn? By I the mean, way, like, what is that? Yesterday when uh, we got off the air with Brandon Manning, he went out there and Kim McNeil was coming in. And he said, Coach, heels or what did he say? Heels or flats? Regular shoes? Oh, I, I can't remember the other option when you coach and she said she prefers to wear heels and he was just mind blown he was like how do you do it on that slick surface and but she said that is she a, would, that is a very good question she would prefer to wear that but i believe she said the staff likes the kind of cash look yeah so um were you thinking of gonzo gonzo that's it okay gonzo but i was thinking gonzo snuffleupagus big bird a flamingo Put Somebody it, took put away it in the a blender, stop signs. Ate it. Yep. Threw it up. That's what was she wearing. That's what. That's what's on I her jacket. I couldn't take my coach seriously. Like, no, I couldn't time either. Out. Like Guys, if I, ladies, over here now. Like I, I'd be like, look at you. Like you look like a fool. It's they're college kids, so it's going to be like you'd be snickering on the bench. Or, like, if you're in the huddle, you know, you're snickering. Because you can't take the coach seriously when you've got pink feather, feathers flying all over the place. Because she's flailing her arms. <laughs> and you know that stuff doesn't stick on those jackets. I got it's it flying on TV all over now. the place. Look at the TV view. Y'all look real quick. Oh, my God. It is <laughs> it is neon hot pink. <laughs> you cannot miss that. That is awesome. That glows in the dark. That's uh, got to that's got to glow in the dark. <laughs> it looks like Elton John. <laughs> Did Elton John give that to her? Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. I got to we so, got to give Mike Schwartz is, one of those. There was one ECU basketball game this year where they had to stop play to sweep up popcorn. During this game, there might be a whistle blown because they had to yeah, stop so play the, to sweep up the, 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 feathers. the feathers. Yeah. Literally. Mm. All right, let's take a break. Hey, here's what I would like to know. Would coach mcneil wear a jacket like that on the sidelines i she just went like this it looked like she was gonna flap her arms and fly out of the <laughs> arena that is amazing all right i can't take my eyes off of it i can't take my eyes off of you oh wait what if she is trying to distract the other team by wearing it could be Good it strategy, is, she wore it at practice all week so her team wouldn't be distracted now the other team will be yeah, because you can't, like you said, you can't take your eyes off that thing. For those curious, uh, LSU and Utah, it is a one-point game. I'm trying to see if they'll pop up the score. LSU has a one-point lead in the first quarter on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Take a break. Come back. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow had a good day today. It closed out the week up 132 points at 32,237. The NASDAQ was up 36 at 11,823, the S&P was also up 22 points, finished out the week at 3,970. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, uh, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, let's head back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, great sports Saturday on tap. Make sure you're locked into our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and youtube and you can see our coverage of ecu spring football got that rolling on on saturday we got live coverage of the ncaa tournament coming your way on saturday and we'll kick it all off with the golf shop radio show with mark greenhilch who is our guest right now on the pirate radio live line greeny how you doing today man i'm doing excellent unfortunately i'm not playing golf like i was two weeks ago even though it's beautiful outside it is a uh, great day to be out there uh fantastic uh day here in eastern north carolina as mark greenheld joins us today on the program well he's not playing so he can talk about golf looks like we got uh some match play going on this weekend greeny and uh i like this for i like anything uh kind of different unique i guess how do you feel about uh, these match play events I mean, I like the match play. I just don't like their format. I mean, I get what they're trying to do that, you know, they want the big name players to get three rounds of golf, you know, and not be eliminated in the first match in a, in a traditional, you know, bracket style matchup. But, uh, I mean, it's okay. And it looks like we're going to get some of the good shock coming out of it this weekend. And, uh, you know, we've got more golf because we also have a down in the Dominican at, at uh, Punta Cana Resort down there, having a, a Corrales playing another event. So those guys have an opportunity to maybe make a little hay that uh, the big boys aren't around this week. So lots of golf happening. And uh, getting closer, obviously, to Masters season. You see the ads while you watch the NCAA tournament, so gearing up for that. And uh, we are uh, – I'm excited to watch Harold Varner III for the first time in like a year because I'm not keeping up at all with what's going on on the Live Tour. So we're going to start to see some of that uh, those guys come back into play uh, in the Masters here in a few weeks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it seems like the live guys say, well, it's not going to be awkward at the dinner. Everybody's saying it's not going to be awkward at the dinner for the past champions that are going to all get together on that Tuesday night of that week. But uh, I think it's going to be awkward. And you know what? Scotty Scheffler gave him a pretty fun uh, Texas menu, some burgers, some steaks, and have fun. If you have to say it's not going to be awkward, then you know it's going to be awkward, right? It's one of those situations, Greeny. Yeah. That's 100% true. Anytime you say, no, it's not going to be that way, it's 100% that way. <laughs> exactly. And, and you got and you got Freddie Couples, who's kind of thrown Mickelson and Sergio and some other guys under the bus, and nobody really fired back at Freddie, because it's kind of hard to fire back at Freddie. He's so likable. Yeah. Uh, well, so, something to keep an eye on moving forward here. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. How about Miami carrying the, uh, the banner for the ACC? Greeting as they take on Houston tonight, last team standing in the ACC, last team standing in the current American as well, facing off in a Sweet 16 action. And uh, I don't know, do you have any, like, I, I, I talked about this earlier this week. I'm not a big conference pride guy, and, and maybe it's because East Carolina 
doesn't really have any true rivals in the American. It's so spread out. Maybe it's a little different in the ACC, but do you root for Miami because they're in your league, uh, Greeny, or do you not care? No, I actually, I'm pulling for Gonzaga. Let Gonzaga win it, man. They've been, you know, they've been a team that's been relevant for a while, and this is the year that they're flying under the radar. The heck with the Miamis, the heck with Alabama. I know what, there were, what, 12 of 16 that were in the final 16. There were 12 that had never won a championship before. Let's get some new blood in there, man. That's what I want to see. All right, uh, I'm with you. I'd like to see Mark Few win it uh, for the first time. He's going to have... Uh, like you said, Alabama, Houston, uh, a couple of number ones still left to potentially get in their way. And a UConn team that looks phenomenal right now, Greeny. I, I wouldn't want to get in uh, their path. So uh, it should be interesting. Coming up tonight, you can hear the games right here on Pirate Radio. San Diego State, Alabama will be the first one underway at 630. Miami, Houston at 715. Princeton, Creighton at 9 o'clock. And then Xavier, Texas should be a shootout coming up at around 10 o'clock uh greeny uh we got coverage of the tournament coming up saturday here on pirate radio also the golf shop radio show coming your way saturday right here on pirate radio what are you guys gonna be talking about on saturday so we're gonna obviously check in with our man bill bender of the sporting news and talk a little uh tournament action and maybe uh what's gonna happen on the in the as we get closer to the nfl draft we've got uh, a little um outerwear company bald head blues is going to join us and then clip i don't know if you know the the mrl the modern local ruler mlr whatever they're calling it the usga and rna talking about rolling back the golf ball so we're going to get matt pringle from the usga and we're going to you know grill him over the coals for a little bit and see what this is really all about all right sounds good that's coming up on saturday morning right here on pirate radio greeny we're also following and covering ecu spring football we'll be out there with our mics and cameras on saturday any storylines coming out of clemson football i know their uh their quarterbacks talking championship uh, as he should and get the uh, the natives riled, uh, you know riled up for that but i don't know anything you're following with spring football when it comes to your tigers uh, Clemson's struggling on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, running backs, tight ends are looking phenomenal, but the, the wide receivers between the injuries and guys not enrolling until you know the summertime, yeah. they're a little thin on the receiver side, and then a few injuries on the offensive line. So, um, you know, Riley was talking about that he's going to have about eighty or ninety percent of the offense installed by the end of uh, spring practice. So we'll see how it kind of plays out in the spring game. So that's what we're looking for. Yeah, uh, just everything going on this time of year. It's a lot of fun. Mark Greenelge Golf Shop Radio Show talking golf hoops and more coming up Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, enjoy the beautiful weekend. Have a great show tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you again soon, man. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll get our final break in, come back, get ready to wrap things up here on a Friday edition of PRL. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And for the latest breaking news and interesting stories and, of course, awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 61,000 followers today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Wrapping it up on a Friday edition of PRL. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, enjoyed my time with you as always. We'll do it again on Monday, but make sure you are locked into our social media accounts this weekend. Pirate Baseball, Spring Football, and other news and notes maybe some portal news uh, we'll have it for you on our account so uh keep us locked in and we will be there for you throughout the weekend and back talking to you on monday at three o'clock with an all-new edition of pirate radio live we'll open up the delcor players lounge all right for shirley rhodes the man of chan i am clip brock we'll see you then jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.